Yar. The 700 Tapes Podcast be for entertainment purposes only. Also, those scallywags don't own any of the rights that will be using on this here program. These scurvy dogs are going to be using adult language and adult humor, so if you're easily offended, stop listening now, me hearties. Ha ha ha. I only use this pirate voice because this is a movie about a boat, and I didn't know what else to do. How kill all ya. <laughs> In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to The 700 Tapes Podcast. Something in my front pocket for you. Here is Colorado State Champion Leopold Butters Scotch. I've got something in my front pocket for you. Why don't you reach on in my pocket and see what it is? They'll grab onto it just for you. Give a little squeeze and say, how do you do? There's something in my front pocket. There's something in my front pocket. There's something in my front pocket. Transmission from the crew of the John Ron Donald. Probably because we sent them into a haunted meat eating ghost ship. So we sent a rescue crew. And you know they didn't want to go. And now they're not responding. Eat! <laughs> so then we sent a third crew of chimpanzees. We have not heard from the monkeys in three months. Okay, well, good luck. See you guys later. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here. Welcome to the 700 Tapes Podcast. I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legacy... Mr. Roman Alvarado, 
Woo! Who is currently on a mission on Google to find out some tidbits about this movie for you, the listeners, because we like to dive in and get the facts, the little small background facts that nobody else sees, but we see it. Damn right. We are currently looking up, if you remember in the movie, Santos is talking to his car in the beginning of the movie, a picture of his car. We were trying to figure out what kind of car that is, because I was incorrect, thinking it was a Lincoln. I don't really know that much about cars, because I made horror movies and comic books, but... So I tried to find uh, what's the happiest music I could play for a horror movie. I came up with this. Do you know what this is? I do not. This is a song called Steal My Sunshine by Len. Len, it's actually a good album. Uh, This was their only hit. They were one hit wonder. Gotcha. I think it was 1999, maybe 2000. This is just the instrumental, but the entire album's not that bad. Okay. Kind of like it. I think they were a little too eclectic for their own good. Because they did a little poppy, a little breakdancing music, a little techno. Mm-hmm. They were a little too much of everything, I think. A little too progressive at the time. Yeah, I think it really appealed to me because I like all that shit mushed together, but I don't think a lot of people dug it. Gotcha. But uh, if you guys want to hear this song in its entirety with words, check out Len. Uh, I think that's just what it's called is Len. How do you spell that? L-E-N. Len. Gotcha. Yep. Anyway, we're here to do the damn thing. You damn right. Trying to get some stuff going here. Uh, Roman is furiously. Seriously, I'm. I'm. I'm furiously. Really, I'm really, really looking. It's driving him nuts. Yes, it is definitely driving me fucking insane because it's so, a badass car. Right. Badass car. So uh, I use that South Park. Oh look, I have look, you seen that one? I haven't, but I knew just the voice alone. It was definitely South Park. Well, I did that one because um, that was a whole take on Ghost Ship because Butters is dancing and he kicks his shoe and it comes off and hits the light and the light falls and knocks everything else down and they do the whole thing where like everybody's like bloody and crawling around. The guy's trying to put his legs back on just like in the movie. <laughs> So I thought that was funny. That other clip was uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Gotcha. The Moonites. Which I thought would have been perfect for the next movie that we're going to do, but um, I'd already used it. So I also did the intro for the next movie already, and I thought to myself that would have been perfect for Ghost Ship, but there is no way in hell I was going to scrap that pirate opening because I loved it so much. <laughs> Yar. Yar. I'm here for your booty. Yar. <laughs> Well, let's see, fandom. I, <laughs> I'm like, let's see. This is how deep we dive. We deep dive into your ass Ooh, on Seven Hundred Taste Podcast. Both feet in, bitch. While you're looking that up, <laughs> I'm gonna plug our social media. Yes, please. So uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook under the Seven Hundred Taste Podcast. You can join our Facebook group also under the same name. You can check it out on Instagram at Seven Hundred Tapes. Join us on Twitter. Jasperino underscore 700 tapes. If you want to drop us a line, drop us a line at 700 tapes at gmail.com and we will answer your questions. May not be the right answer, may not be the one you're looking for, but we will give you an answer. I will respond to you, our loyal listeners. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Castbox, 
Spotify, iTunes, and now iHeartRadio. Did I leave anything out? I feel like I left one out, but that's okay. If you guys are listening, you already have... I say CastBox, I think. Stitcher, CastBox. I think the point is, if you guys are listening, you already have a... Not we're coming to Podbean soon. Gotcha. Because um, I don't want to do the free one. Mm-hmm. I want to actually subscribe, and I want to do the whole year, and it's a little pricey, so that's going to be a minute. But we are coming to Podbean soon. Um, if you guys are listening to us, though, we figure you probably already found a format that you like listening to us on. But do us a favor if you're listening on iTunes, give us a review because that really helps us, and also spread the word. Spread the good word of the 700 Tapes podcast. He said, ha. (laughs) Tell your friends. If you like the podcast, you think you enjoy it, tell your friends about it. Ask them if they got a minute to hear about the good word of the 700 Tapes podcast. I could do that shit all day. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a podcast, (laughs) and we review VHS, and we get some movies going. The ghost ship, y'all ain't listening to me. (laughs) Hello, lights. Oh, shit. (laughs) And we got tapes. I said we got tapes. (laughs) Can I get an amen from the congregation? Amen, amen, amen. Let's pass the plate. (laughs) For you guys that don't know. Oh, was that a, was funny. I was a Christian minister for a little while. I used to preach on street corners and everything. We're going to talk about that a little more when we get into our Halloween stuff, Hell which yeah. I'm super excited about. I've got some of the Halloween stuff lined up already. Like, I've been working on it. I've already got next week's episode, which is the last one we're doing in September. It's almost done already. Like, the, all of the in-between stuff is all done. All I got to do is review the movie, and I'm ready to go. I'm very excited about that. Got a bunch of Halloween stuff going. I've got a bunch of the bumps ready for Halloween. Things that go bump on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm fucking done digging. Like, oh. I can't, like, I thought I was going to at least get something close. Outside of that one picture, they, the, the only vehicle that they talk about is the fucking the Jaguar. Jaguar. That it's, is only, it. it's only three minutes. You're done digging it out already? Damn. You know, <laughs> you said, Damn. maybe four. <laughs> Best 45 seconds of your life, lady. Woo! Anyway, what you been up to this week? I know you're busy, man. You got a bunch of shit going on. So just uh, got back in town Wednesday. I uh, got to you know spend some time with my daughter out awesome. in Atlanta. Awesome. Pretty dope. Um, just to be honest, even in Atlanta, I was working. So yep. uh, as much as it's a vacation, it's just a change of scenery. That's all it was. Um, I got to you know see a couple people out there, which was pretty cool. But um, in in all honesty, I was actually looking forward to getting back here. Hell yeah! And you know, and when I say here, I mean you know, <coughs> podcasting behind the desk. Yes, behind uh, the microphone. Like, I uh, you know I enjoy doing this. Um, while I was out in Atlanta, I was listening to the, the you know the podcast, and <laughs> holy shit! I ain't no who. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you guys have not checked out the Warriors oh episode, God. please. Indulge. <laughs> yes. So, um, speaking oh my of, gosh. speaking of, <laughs> I got some good shit going on. Um, I am happy to announce that we have in our fingers at this present moment, in our hands, our grimy little hands, grimy, grimy, our brand new, straight to you. Without further ado. Oh, okay, okay. The 700 Tapes Podcast most official t-shirt. I will be posting a picture of that 
Hopefully, I get Roman to to model it for us. Oh la la! I'll put it on Instagram, and then I will have those for sale very soon. If you want a T-shirt to plug the Seven Hundred Taste Podcast, it is coming very very soon. Like within the next couple of days. Like by the time you hear this, it might already be up. I don't know. Hell yeah! Badass. So, but I'm definitely gonna post it up on Instagram so you can see what it looks like, you can see the design, and I've got more coming. I've got like two more shirts designed already, but Hell I'm trying yes. to release them. You know, a little bit. And spurts. Yeah, there you go. Give, give him a chance to, to get used to one before I hit him with something else. I've been very excited, especially going in October. I'm feeling this thing, man. Hell yeah. It's already starting to feel like fall outside in the yes. morning and stuff. And I you can smell it. it. Yeah. You can smell it a little bit. If you smell <laughs> what Jasperino is cooking. Is cooking. Yeah, I'm cooking up <laughs> a lot of shit, too. I got stuff all over the studio that I need to stuff in those prize packs. Hell yes. Which we have winners for now, oh. by the way. I need to... Uh, I got something good I can play here. Let me see. Let me find something Halloweeny because I know I got some <laughs> Halloween. He said weenie. Don't be a Halloweeny. <laughs> so I'm going to play something here so that I can announce our winner of our... Inaugural 700 Tapes Secret, Secret Word, Word Contest. <laughs> that never gets old. It does not ever get old. So here we go. Let's see. I should have picked something without a, without an intro to it. That works. I'm actually playing this at the end of one of our Halloween episodes, but here's a little sneak peek for you. This will be the end song to one of our Halloween episodes, but I can't tell you which one. But I'll let you guess by the subject matter of the song. It is called I Walked With a Zombie. Nice. Maybe that narrows it down a little bit. But I am pleased to announce that we have two, not one, but two big winners for our inaugural secret word contest in which you put together the secret words, you ran them through your 700 Taste podcast encoder ring, you emailed them into us, we painstakingly went through the thousands and thousands of emails we received. I may have exaggerated that a tad bit. We painstakingly went through the emails and we are proud to announce our first winner is the one and only Mark Constable. Woo! Congratulations. I should have queued up some clapping or right, something. Right, clap, clap. The clap. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Mark Constable, congratulations. You are a wiener. Wiener. A wiener. Um, our second winner, because we decided that this was so big, we should do two winners. Right. Our second winner is Mr. TJ Limone. Woo! Congratulations, TJ Limone. I will be contacting you guys this week via email to get some information from you, such as your shipping address and things like that that we are going to need to send you out your stuff. Yep. So congratulations. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for participating. We appreciate the living shit out of you. Yes, we do. Keep up the good work. We will have more contests coming soon. I'm trying to figure out a Halloween contest to do. I'm still working on that. I'm trying to work my... Uh, my brain around a little bit. Anyway. He walked with a zombie. You too can walk with a zombie with the 700 Tapes Podcast. Listen in October for your chance to win something. I don't know what yet. I'm like those, uh, you know, all those uh, conspiracy theory like talk show hosts that go, something's coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. 
But something <laughs> is coming. If we keep on this way, if this side or that side keeps doing what they're doing, something is going to happen. I can't say what, but something. Something. You're like, yeah. yeah. Something. So, yeah. If you keep <laughs> listening to this podcast, something will happen. I don't know what. You may get a greater respect for the VHS format. I don't know. I'm just a humble podcaster. I can't tell you. I just give you the information and you make your decision. Oh, there's some music. Thank you, cell phone, that I don't know how to turn down. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so old, I don't know how to turn down my cell phone. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, I know how to podcast. That's all that matters. Right. So, you've been working. Damn right. Dude, he's been on his... Dude, he, he came in on his cell phone. Damn right. People messaging, texting, calling. Damn right. Yeah, they want that product. Damn right. Damn. Damn right. But I, on the other hand, have been lounging. I've been watching a lot of TV. Good. Because that's what I do. Right. Because, okay, for me, Halloween starts in September. Mm-hmm. That's my, and it lasts damn near to the middle of November until I got to finally admit it's time for stupid Thanksgiving. But, uh, which I got a great, I got a great Thanksgiving movie for this year too, but uh, I digress. Let's get through October 1st. We get to watch the Peanuts Thanksgiving? No. Well, we could. (laughs) I did use some clips from It's the Great Pumpkin for some of the Halloween stuff though. So the the spoof on the Great Pumpkin, I think it's on Robot Chicken. That mm-hmm. shit is so funny. Really? I don't yes. think I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen the voiceover dub on uh, YouTube. YouTube, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Well, my goddamn welfare chicken." <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> if I'm the mailbox. if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the Great Pumpkin turns into Pumpkinhead. Dude, I gotta check that out. <laughs> it's better than turning into Snoopy, which is what it did. Those peanuts. Those uh, Charlie Brown specials have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing my kids and I did every year because I've got the DVD box set. Mm-hmm. We always watched Great Pumpkin, nice Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and the Christmas one mm-hmm. every year. If I'm not mistaken, they're not doing the Macy's Parade this year for Thanksgiving. Oh, because of COVID? Yeah. So this is going to be the first time I think they said in like 65 yeah. years that it Holy crap. happened. That sucks. Hell yeah. You know what, though? I'm not going to lie. And I think I talked about this uh, on a on on the last podcast I used to, mm-hmm. over the last twenty years or so, the Macy's Parade kind of fell off a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not what it used to be. I used to get up when I was a kid and watch it. Yeah, watch it man. religiously. It's I, like the ball drop. Yeah, exactly. And then they got a lot of Broadway show productions in there. And oh, go see this one. Everything became a big ad, and I was like, "Whatever happened to America on Thirty Fourth Street? Putting Christmas ahead of the commercial? <laughs> I think yeah. that's great." Anyway. Let's not. I don't want to talk about Thanksgiving or Christmas right now because we're going into holla motherfucking ween. Holla motherfucking ween. That's right. I said holla motherfucking ween. Holla, holla, holla. Holla ween. (laughs) Holla (laughs) word (laughs) word. I threw my fingers Uh, up on that one. Yo, he went went gangster. He went gangbanging on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, fuck. I cannot even remember what I was talking about. Oh, I have been watching a lot of TV. Right. Today, I actually watched Hereditary again. For like the fifth time. Uh, I fucking love that movie so much. And it occurred to me as I was watching, I'm like, oh, Gabrielle Burns in this movie, mm-hmm. who's also in Ghost Ship that right. we're covering today. So kind of connected. Right. Um, and it was funny because in Ghost Ship, and I hope that if you guys haven't seen Ghost Ship, I'm about to spoil the fuck out for you. In Ghost Ship, he drowns. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Hereditary, I'm about to spoil the fuck out of that too. 
in Hereditary, he burns to death. Damn. So he's like, he's got a fire and water thing Look going at, on there. Shit, the rapture gun, he got a, him, huh? He had a fire form and a water form. No, the rapture. It's the oh, rapture. Yeah, rapture. You know? Lord Jesus. Went, Two men walking up a hill. <laughs> One is gone, the other left standing still. <laughs> I wish we'd all been ready. You know what I'm talking about? It's a spooky ass fucking song about the rapture from the 70s. Oh shit, man. I've never heard that, but I know exactly a man what you're... and wife asleep in bed. He hears a sound and turns his head. She's gone. It's like the stand. Yeah. Mandingo party. <laughs> <laughs> Was I talking to you about that? We yes. were talking about the scary movie or the, uh, the haunted house. Haunted house. There we go. Yes, on the podcast. Oh, we were talking on the Warriors. Yes, I'm going to a Mandingo party, <laughs> and that is what I told everybody to Google if they didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And you were like, and also Google Blue Waffle because I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. I just remember I've been trying to remember for two weeks what it what was. I was like, what was I talking about that he said to Google that? And then there, there was the pink guy or whatever. The more you know. My fucking daughter, Orchid, that was here that ate the cereal. Uh-huh. She is the utmost, um, what's the word, uh, professional, like, expert. She's the utmost expert on anything weird on the internet. If it's weird, she knows about it. She goes <laughs> she out of her way. She goes out of her way to find the weirdest shit on the internet she possibly can. So the other day, she was telling me about something crazy. I'm like... You should look up pink guy. You'd probably like it. She goes, and she gets all indignant. She goes, you act like I don't know what that is. Ooh, so I was like, ooh. oh, my God. She's 15. Ooh, so I was ooh. like, oh, well, excuse the... F- I was well, like George Clooney. Well, excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> you don't look Chinese. <laughs> neither does... Oh, you don't look Japanese. Neither does he. He's Chinese. He's Chinese. Oh, well, excuse the fuck out of me. That takes you all the way back from From Dust Till Dawn, which mm-hmm. I got I to gotta ask you guys a favor. Mm-hmm. We did From Dust Till Dawn in two parts. What was that? Four and five, I think. Episode uh, four and five. So we did the first one was Attack of Mars. Or Mars Attacks. Predator. Predator. It might have been three and four. It was what? no, I don't think we. Got, I think it was. I think it, yeah, four and five. Four and five. Okay. I well, can look the it up problem is here. Here's the here's the issue. On SoundCloud, mm-hmm. part two easily has. Oh uh, no! Part one mm-hmm. easily has twice as many listens as part two. Damn! Which means they listened to part one and didn't listen to part like they were just done with it or thought it was over. Please go listen to part two. If you listen to part one, go listen to part two, or vice versa. Just make sure you get them both in, right? So you get the complete story of From Dust Till Dawn. Let's see. I'm looking For it you. up right now. Okay, I'm gonna go back, go back, go back. I went William Shatner on that one. So you get the complete story of From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> Roman, what's going on? I don't know. I can't stand it. Anyway. Oh, let's see. So the other, while you're looking that up, um, yeah, I watched Hereditary again today, which I freaking love that movie so much. It's so good. And uh, anything by A24, I think I've said this before, if it's A24 did it, watch it, because it's going to be phenomenal. They did Midsummer also. Um, Just a bunch of really cool shit. Um, I think they also did The Eyes of My Mother. I'm not totally sure on that one. Uh, the other thing I've been doing so is... So it's, it's three and four. Three so and it's, four. So it's right after Predator. Oh, okay. I thought we did the Crow first. No, That's no. That's why four, I was thinking. I think Crow was number six. So three, four... No, it's Crow's five. Oh, okay, cool. So it's Mars Attacks, Predator, Dust Till Dawn, part one, part two, the Crow, Con Air, 
Is six. Conair. Yes. <laughs> Honey bunny. My, my hummingbird. Bird. <laughs> That's high praise. <laughs> so yeah, oh, just be sure to go back and catch up on all the episodes you've missed of the Seven Hundred Days Podcast, so you get the full frontal experience of mm-hmm. the Seven Hundred Days Podcast. Anyway, the other thing I've been doing is. I've been binge-watching the first season of the Harley Quinn cartoon mm-hmm. from the DC Network, whatever, is that what it's called? Uh, whatever the shit is D- called. The DC now. Streaming Network. Um, I actually don't have the DC Streaming Network because I didn't want to pay. The only thing on there I wanted to see was the Harley Quinn cartoon. Gotcha. Well, they just dropped the first season on Vudu for like $14, so I snatched that shit up the second I saw it, and I've been binge-watching the first season. Amazing. I love it. I love that cartoon. It's funny. The humor is very dark. It's definitely not for kids. Do not let your kids watch this. There's more f bombs in it than Pulp Fiction. I would say most of most yeah. of DC's cartoon stuff is. Yeah, do not let your kids. But this is overtly over the top, like really Almost Deadpoolish really, kind of shit. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Really uh, hilarious, sarcastic humor, but it's very adult oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, they got this whole thing where uh, Jim Gordon is just a fucking nervous wreck all the time, and he just wants Batman to be his friend, and Batman just wants to have a business relationship with him. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. And, um, yeah, check it out. A lot of people talked about a, a lot of shit about it. And I've kind of changed, I think, in my old ways, in my old age, my old ways, my old age, because people used to always talk about, oh, it's still fucking woke piece of shit like it's just a political message and i have found this is my experience here's my editorial mm-hmm. you can find that shit anywhere if you're looking for it oh, if yeah, you let that sure. shit consume you do yourself a favor and this is just me talking mm-hmm. the, the here. 700 tapes does not endorse anything i'm about to say <laughs> <laughs> stop fucking watching the news just stop i don't care what news you're watching stop stop it Yeah, don't just stop watching the news. What 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 good is it doing you? Instead of watching the news, let's do the Seven Hundred Taste podcast. You got it. It's right. a positive message for your life. And for shit. your ass. For your ass. Funny That's, thing is, look, last night I was telling somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! And this is look, I'm, how I'm going to start this. It's going to sound bad, but okay. then it's going to lead into the good. Okay. All right. So. I was sitting there talking with a friend of mine, and she was like, my worst fear is getting raped, right? And uh-huh. I was like... Yours or hers? Hers. Oh, okay. I was like, I understand. I'm like, look, I, that would be my first you know, fear, too. I'm like, I don't know how I would recover from that. Like as a woman, you're saying? No, or, as, or as a period. man. Oh, okay, okay. And then I was like, then I would get real medieval on that ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I went into the I'd whole... i some real... <laughs> hard pop-hitting pop <laughs> With a blowtorch. Blow <laughs> Look, I went through the whole... <laughs> spew and she was like, what? And I was like, you've never seen Pulp Fiction? So I, I went through that, the whole, that whole little part, and she just, was like, oh, my God. Doesn't that just... Okay, I, I'm not trying to talk <laughs> shit here, but... Doesn't that just bug you when you meet somebody that hasn't seen Pulp Fiction? You were supposed to say, like, burn your buttons or grind your gears. You know what really, you know really <laughs> grinds my gears? <laughs> when you meet a person that's never seen Pulp Fiction, and you're like, what have you done with your life? Right. You should be ashamed of yourself. And she was like, that sounds kind of familiar. I was like, oh no, my no. God. You would know if you seen you it or not. You would know if you it saw is, it. It is one of those movies that stands above the rest. Right. Right. It is. It is one of those. 
But yeah, it's just like uh, I liked the uh, Birds of Prey movie that uh-huh. Harley Quinn. In. I thought it was cool. I, so I've never seen it. Um, but it's funny. It, gotcha. it, uh, don't go into this looking for something serious. Right. That's, don't look in. Don't go into look for a political message or feminism or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun movie. And gotcha. they're, they're, they threw some shit in there. That I I get it. You're trying to say something. I don't care. Right. I've kind of gone into it thinking I don't care what you're trying to say. I came to watch a movie to enjoy it. Right. I was entertained by it. So thank you. Right. This is kind of how the Harley Quinn cartoon is, where they throw little snippets of stuff in there. I think it's freaking hilarious, because mm-hmm. I can laugh at anything. I laugh at things I shouldn't laugh at. <laughs> we talked about this this morning. We were watching Hereditary, mm-hmm. and have you seen the movie? I have not. Oh, I don't want to blow it for you, but there's a decapitation in the movie. So you don't want to blow it, and then you go into blowing it Oh, no, there's me. several. There's several. I'm just There's a decapitation in the movie, and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. where they do a close-up of it at one point. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this in the theater, it was one of those moments where I laughed, and it was totally inappropriate for me to laugh, because it shouldn't have been funny. It was for shock value. And I was like, bah! And everybody thought I was an asshole. And then there was another part where the, the mom's crying, and then... the they cut scenes mm-hmm. and they're somewhere else and she's still crying and I laughed at that too because <laughs> it's all the little just, the little oh my shit because it's not it's not her crying it's like she's crying at a different spot exactly and they're and trying to make it the same they're totally somewhere else in a different <laughs> and she's still crying it was just funny it shouldn't have been funny it was just like uh, Reservoir Dogs it shouldn't have been funny but it was I mean he's talking about Madonna <laughs> like a virgin it hurt her it shouldn't have. But it hurt her. <laughs> anyway, you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, so I'm not going to blow it. No, that. no, no. Oh, I wait. Have. Oh, you have. I have. What was it you hadn't seen? Um, so I've, I don't think I've ever seen it front to back. Oh, maybe that was it. You've seen it collectively. Seen, yes. When they're talking about Madonna, and he's like, and see, this big John Holmes motherfucker comes out. <laughs> and when he fucks her, it hurts. It shouldn't. But it hurts her. <laughs> and people are probably, you know, yeah. cringing at their phone now like, right. what? You've never so, seen Reservoir Dogs? Like a Virgin is a story about a fuck machine that's getting it so good it makes her feel like a virgin. Dense, <laughs> dense, like a virgin. <laughs> but I digress because we're not watching Reservoir Dogs right now. We're going to watch uh, Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And I talked so much I didn't have my tape ready. Fuck that all up. Damn. Anyway, yeah. So uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch it because it's fucking hilarious. You you'll thank me. Badass. Jasperino says, check it out. Oh, I totally stole that. Jasperino's I can't even lie. I totally stole that. Stamp from of Bob approval. Briggs. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I feel bad. I will steal from a lot of people, but. I respect Joe Bob Briggs. Remember when, <laughs> when Roe was like, oh, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> like, you mean, Oh, that's right, Joe Bob Briggs. You mean Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah, that guy, you know, that one guy that does that one you thing. Know, he has the two front names and not the back name. <laughs> Speaking of that one guy that does that one thing right now, I want to do that one thing that we like to call... The, the Tale of the Tape. In which I will read you the back of the VHS tape for Ghost Ship. Finders Keepers, any abandoned ship floating in international waters can be claimed and towed to port by whoever is fortunate enough to find it or in the case of this one team of salvage experts, unfortunate enough. Ghost Ship is a stylish, effects-packed tale of dread, 
from House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghost producers Gilbert Adler, Joel Silver, and Robert Zemeckis. Salvagers trained for any situation imaginable come face to horrifying face with the unimaginable after boarding a mysteriously adrift luxury liner. Giuliani Margolis, Giuliani, Giuliana Margolis, Ron Eldard, Isaiah Washington, and Gabrielle Byrne are among the hands on deck who will confront a seafaring collector of souls and the ship's grand ballroom, galley, captain's quarters, and more are dazzlingly arrayed for a terror tour de force directed by Steve Beck, 13 Ghost. Bon voyage, fight fans! Yeah! Fucking threw that tape down because that's how I roll. Mic drop. Motherfuckers! Tape drop. That was just a very clever cover for me. Bumbling the tape and dropping it on my desk. <laughs> I think our listeners know that by now. That's how I roll. I don't give two fucks. Throw that, yeah! Throw that tape. Hey, yay! Yay, yay! Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I gotta stop doing that. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> stupidly hilarious. Bye bye. <laughs> That's what we do. We're here to entertain you sometimes at our. Uh, own expense. Own expense, exactly. Which I have found to be my experience is the best way to make people laugh is at my own expense. Holy shit. What? So. Uh oh. I just I'm, saw a light go up over here. Yes. Bing! Look at this. Pulp fiction? Look. Uh huh. Oh, you just noticed that Samuel L. Jackson doesn't have a jerry curl? Yes. Take that tape out and look at the back. You don't have one on the back either. You know why? Because that picture, that publicity shot. Mm. Was either taken before, before or, after. or after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to drop. You got oh, it. Oh, oh. You're going to knock some shit over. It's fine. As long as it's not that bad signal. Oh, right. You're like, not the bad one. That's Look at the, the back. One. Look at the back. He don't have one on there either. Holy shit. Yeah, no Jerry Curl for Samuel Jackson. He happened to look over and see the... the Pulp Fiction. The uh, spine of the Pulp Fiction VHS. And he noticed that a Samuel Jackson is on there. But he has a very short haircut. He doesn't have his Jerry Curl. That so, yeah, funny. they either did that before production and they added the Jerry Curl in or they did it, like, months after they needed a picture for the whatever. Right. And called them all back in. And he was probably I filming something. You can just lay that there if you want to. There's kind of a trick to it. Let's see. Let's see if I got the trick. Plug it. Or you can put it on the other side of Reservoir Dogs between that and From Dust Till Dawn if you want. I'll just leave it here. Oh, we'll just lay right there on the desk. There we go. It'd be like it's both of us. We're just keeping it at our house, my house. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> What bike? <laughs> My bike. He gonna cry in the car. He gonna go cry in the car. It's funny you say that because one of the previews I got on this tape mm-hmm. was Friday after next. Oh shit! There go day day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Epps, man, he's so. And also, Cat Williams is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. Friday after next. Is that the one that starts out with... It's the Christmas one. Yeah, so that's the one with the crackhead Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I know you eat up my house making a sandwich. A big-ass sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He said a big-ass sandwich. All oh, in my refrigerator making a big-ass sandwich. He said, where the milk and cookies, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. You tell that sexy daddy of yours, I said hello. Oh my god. So the funny thing is, they're actually married in one of the I think it was like a house party. 
Oh really? If I'm not mistaken, either house party or like uh, class act, whatever the case oh is. And in another movie, they're yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. So that was the 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 joke. The, the joke. joke. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh shit! Uh, fucking Friday. After next. Yep. Next Friday. You know, I, I wish they would put like the you know the last Friday of the month or something. Right. You know, just to get us you know the. The fourth movie and, right. and just be about you know be about for our God's sakes way. bring Chris Tucker back right and they could they could do it Friday the first of the month yeah <laughs> it would last of the month but you know I know but it's the first of the month mm. I just want to throw that in there of course you know both thugs both thugs yeah yeah <laughs> West Side Connect Gang Connect Gang Connect Gang <laughs> somebody was telling me they thought it was funny uh, one of the guys I work with mm-hmm. was, he was laughing when I was talking about Listen to Ice Cube all loud. Mm-hmm. And then the black dudes pull up next to me. I turn down all fast. <laughs> I'm all rolling with my hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> then you're like 10 and 2. You're like, oh, no. Right. No, never mind. I hit the... It was... Today, today yes, it, it was a good day. I hit the button real quick. It's like, <laughs> welcome to the jungle. We got fun games. <laughs> there was oh, a... Uh, I was, so, about this movie, uh-huh. this soundtrack is badass. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, I've got Mudvayne? The, the Mudvayne... Song is actually the one we're closing out with. Badass. But um Badass. I will tell you when you <laughs> I don't remember what we were saying earlier, but um you were like for your ass. Uh there was a uh there's a movie called and I don't remember what it's called, it's a comedy. Casper Van Dien's in it. And he's a vampire mm-hmm. and Van Helsing's like great 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 grandson is hunting him because he's still a va- all the Van Helsings have been vampire hunters, mm-hmm. but he's in L.A. hunting Casper Van Dien down, and Udo Kier's in it also. And um, I will remember the name of this movie at the most inopportune time, but it's really it's it's more of a comedy mm-hmm. because Van Helsing shows up and he needs help to he needs more vampire hunters to help him, so he ends up enlisting a bunch of crips. <laughs> to help him fucking fight the vampires and um kim cattrall's in it too damn it's a really yeah it's kind of an all-star cast almost but um there's a part where the one vampire it's a couple it's a man and a woman they've been together for like 300 years or something mm-hmm. and they both get staked and they're dying and she's like reaching out for him and he's reaching out for her and she's like i will always love you and he's like and, and Udo Kirzer, the vampire, is like, and I shall always love you, my darling. You're as beautiful now as when I met you, blah, 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 and all this. And Van Helsing's standing there, and one of the crypts looks at him, and he goes, man, Doc, that's some real love for your ass. <laughs> and he goes, real love? They are bloodsuckers. Demons of the night. Because he's all German, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. That's some real love for your ass. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, hilarious indeed. Yo, this that's crazy. What's that? Looking at the rating of this movie. Dude, a 5.5 out of 10. We were talking about this off the mic earlier that we were surprised at what a bad rap this fucking movie got. Yeah. Um even though people still say that the first 5 minutes of this movie are the best 5 minute opening of any horror movie ever. Yeah. It's still, yeah, low ratings, 5.5 on IMDb. Um, Ghost Ship was released on October 25th, 2002. Looks like they were trying to squeeze it in for so if that, you look, uh, So if you look up right Halloween there. Halloween season. A little further up, it says Halloween at the bottom. You see it? Where? On the right here. 
Oh, on the poster for releasing, yep. Mm -hmm. Rob Zombie did that same thing every year when he released the Halloween movies. They came out in uh, August and September. Gotcha. Because I have the posters for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, I think it depended on when the Friday fell or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, It was like August 31st and September 1st or something like that. But yeah, they were definitely trying to cash in on the Halloween horror season. So we, in lamenting about the bad rap that this movie got, and it didn't do that well in the box office either. Uh, we'll jump to that real quick. We usually do that after the Who Stars number. We'll do it first now. It had a budget of $20 million, mm-hmm. and it grossed in the USA $30 million. And worldwide, it did 68 So it wasn't a very big, like, mainstream hit. Nope. Um, but I love this movie. I've... This is probably, I watched it today so I can make the notes. Mm-hmm. It's probably easily the 15th or 16th time I've watched it. Like I've watched this movie quite a bit. I mean, I didn't see like much, I guess, over the span of 18 years or whatever. But um, that's, you know. That's, that's shit. Almost once a year? The last time I watched it was last year. I, gotcha. mean, I remember showing it to Roe because I was like, oh, you got to see Ghost Ship. It's awesome. Crazy thing is, like. Since the first time I watched it, I could remember the whole movie. Oh yeah, it's, it's very memorable. Very, I would say it it's a very memorable you. movie. But um, and I so, mean that in, the, in in one of the you know best ways possible. Right, it doesn't it doesn't stay with you like goddamn yeah, that, like, that movie sucks. So we looked up because we wanted to see what it was up against in two thousand two. Um, horror movie wise, two thousand two was kind of a stinker year for horror. Mm-hmm. There were some good ones in there, like uh, Twenty Eight Days Later came out that year, which was okay. Um, I don't count Juon the Grudge because it's the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get a, a U.S. releasing, so I don't know if that counts. But uh, Dog Soldiers came out that year. I think that was direct to video though, but it was amazing. Um, one of the Hellraiser movies came out, Hell Secret. It wasn't that good. But Cabin Fever DVD. Yeah, it was. Cabin Fever came out that year. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, the Darkwater remake with Jennifer Connelly. Um, oh, no, that's the original Darkwater. It's also Japanese. I don't think that came out here. Um, but anyway, that's the one I just got on the Arrow releasing a couple gotcha. weeks ago. I was talking about. It's this Darkwater. Um, they, which was a stinker. That movie sucked. Um, Darkness Falls. Is that Darkness? No, I don't think that was Darkness Falls. No, that, it's, just, it's just called Darkness, I guess. The Miner, was, uh, Miner's Massacre. Because Barry's on the front of it, if I'm not mistaken. That's the dude from uh, fucking Seven Heaven. Oh, that's right. Darkness Fall. This is just Darkness, which I, I don't remember that much about that movie. Yeah. May came out in 2002. That movie was amazing. But I think that might have been a direct-to-video also. I don't remember. But May is amazing. That's a great movie. Um, the Ring? The Eye. Um, I don't know if that was the Japanese version or the uh, Jessica Alba yeah. version. Uh, but both of them were pretty good. The Japanese one was far superior to it. The Ring came out that year. That was pretty good. Nine Lives with... Is that Paris Hilton? Yes, that is definitely Oh, my God. Paris I don't Hilton. even know what that is, but it looks awful. Yeah. Uh, Vampires Los Muertos came out that year. It was also awful. It starred John Bon Jovi. Oh, good. And I think uh, Theo from The Cosby Show, I think, was also <laughs> in that. Um, Scooby-Doo, the movie came out that year. That was good. Gotcha. Bloody Mallory was a direct-to-DVD, I think. It wasn't bad. It was horrible, but it was horrible in a good way. Like, it was a bad B-movie, but it was entertaining. Um, Does, is that say, oh, that's a Hypercube. Yeah. I thought it said Ice Cube for no, a No, no, no. Well, there is a, a movie called Cube that's really good, but gotcha. that didn't come out in 2002. Queen of the Damned came out that year. That was a stinker. 
Um, even though we're probably going to cover it on this podcast. The crazy thing is, just like, because the soundtrack was so amazing. I would say so. The soundtrack and because that's what Evanescence. Oh no, that was no. that was Underworld. Yeah. Um, so Queen of the Damned was the one that Jonathan Davis did all the music for, oh. but then contractually he could be on the movie soundtrack, but he couldn't be on the soundtrack when it was released on CD because it was a different company. Wow. So he was under contract with somebody else. So they got. Um, the guy from Disturbed, the guy from Lincoln Park, and the guy from Static X to do the the corn songs. So it's corn with those guys singing. That's bad. It's badass. fucking amazing. Yes, and Marilyn Manson's on that soundtrack. Um, it's just it's it's a really really good soundtrack. I've had to buy it on CD like three times because I wear the CD out. Damn. That's how good it is. Um, I used a couple of these tracks off of this soundtrack mm-hmm. for our upcoming Halloween episodes. Badass. So when we get to them, I will let you know which ones they are and that they were off Queen of the Damned. That is one of those times when the soundtrack was way better than the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade 2 came out that year. Shark Attack 3. Um, American Psycho 2, which was garbage. <sighs> Um, fear.com, which was garbage. Um, I don't recognize these other ones. Uh, yeah, those are all just... Three Extremes 2 came out, which was okay. There are a lot of sequels this year. Uh, Resident Evil came out in 2002. Also an amazing soundtrack. Eight-Legged Freaks? Eight-Legged Freaks, which was awful, but funny. Um, that, was that filmed here? It was, I think. And with David Arquette, how can you not like it? Carrie, the wah, remake? Wah. Um, yes, I think this oh, was... The Carrie remake, but not the recent one. This was the bad one. Gotcha. There was another Carrie remake later that had Hit Girl in it from Kick-Ass. That one's uh-huh. really good. Um, this uh, Vampire Hunter like Kung Fu movie that I've never seen because it always looked so bad. Um, Killjoy 2 came out this year. I know that was direct-to-video. Um, Signs came out in 2002. That was good. Bubba Hotep, direct-to-video, but amazing. I think it might have had a limited theater release, too, because I saw it in the theater. But I think it was at like a horror sci-fi convention or something. Bubba Hotep stars Bruce Campbell, and he's supposed to be Elvis. <laughs> and in 1977, he switched places with a lookalike so he could have some freedom. And then the lookalike fucking died. And they thought Elvis was dead, so he just stayed dead. And now he lives in a nursing home. And it's called Bubba Hotep because there's a mummy that comes back dressed like a pimp that he has to fight. It's fucking funny. It's a great movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, Slaughter Studios came out in 2002. What a piece of shit movie that was. I'm not even going to say anything good about the movie because it's awful. And the really shitty thing about it is this cover right here for Slaughter Studios Mm -hmm. is a direct ripoff of um, Hell Knight. There's a Hell Knight movie from the 80s, and Mm. it's a direct ripoff. But, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm not even... Oh, that movie was subpar, to say the least. And that's bad coming from me, because I watch almost anything. (laughs) I watched Queen of the Damned. Look, the crazy thing is, that movie's not all that bad. Queen of the Darned. It is. It's... Uh, I'm a big Anne Rice fan, though. mm -hmm. And I know the movie is never going to be as good as the books. Mm -hmm. But Queen of the Damned was... The Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned crushed right. together, and it didn't work. And I hated the guy they had playing Lestat. Um, uh, what's her face? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Was the best part of that whole movie. Yep. She stole it. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she's only was in the la- movie yeah. for like 13 minutes. And that's her last movie. She last died movie. right after that. But she deserved better than this. Oh, yeah. She deserved better than this movie because if the rest of the movie 
had been as good as she was mm-hmm. in the movie, it would have been fantastic. But as a sequel to Interview with the Vampire, no, this didn't work at all. I was very disappointed. I didn't like it. And I just barely bought it recently on VHS because I found it at the thrift store for like 69 cents. I'm like, this would be fun to cover on the podcast. Right. I don't even own this on DVD. I never bought it because I'm like, screw this movie. It sucks. Um, and this that's supposed to be the sequel to Interview with the Vampire? Yes. Yeah. See yeah. what I mean? So then that whole part, though, where she's Ooh. walking through the bar and all the yes. vampires just catching up. It was fucking awesome. If the whole movie had been that good, mm-hmm. it would have been great. But I think the actors she got stuck with, acting with, just were horrible. The guy that played the stat was awful. And then, yeah, just everybody in the movie was horrible, except and, her. And so, Interview the Vampire, that movie's like, what, four hours long type shit? No, it's not that long. <laughs> it's, a but good, it's, a, it's maybe 2.30, maybe? So, that's so what, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Tom Cruise? You have to say it with the accent, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. Um, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'm like, so, huge cast. Dude. But it, it just seemed like it was a slow burn. It was a very while. slow burn, but if you were a fan of the books, you really enjoyed it. And I've read... Like, all 12 books or however many there are in that, in that vampire series, yeah. Damn. In fact, the vampire Armand, which is the character that Antonio Banderas plays in that movie, mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas, Banderas, plays in that movie, that was the best book of the whole series. Gotcha. The book about him. It was incredible. He makes it to the 20th century, mm-hmm. and it's the 80s, and he's got a camcorder, and he records himself sleeping. Mm-hmm. So then he notices that if he goes to sleep different, he wakes up the same. So he cuts off all his hair mm-hmm. and records himself and so he can watch his hair grow back. Because oh, if, if you're a vampire, if you cut your hair, mm-hmm. you'll wake up with long hair again. Gotcha. Uh, they did that in an interview. Yeah, Remember yeah, she yeah. cut her hair off and then it grew back? Uh, there was another one where um, somebody got this huge, and I might get it, my, I might be getting my vampire books mixed up. But um, she gets this huge back tattoo mm-hmm. of the Virgin Mary, and she wakes up and the tattoo's gone, and she's all pissed off because she sat there for like eight hours getting the tattoo done, Damn. and then it's gone when she woke up in the morning because her body just absorbed it. But yeah, the Vampire Amanda, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, if uh, there's probably a lot of Anne Rice fans probably sneering at me right now, but I thought the Vampire Amanda was the best of the entire series. Damn. Just my two shinies. Some other movies that were released that year were... Um, eight Mile. Eight mi- oh, Eight Mile. The, Mom Spaghetti. The Spider-Man. Oh, Toby. my God. Don't you <laughs> fucking dare talk about that. No. <laughs> I refuse. Sweet Home Alabama came out that year. A little Reese Witherspoon action. Made in Manhattan. See what they did there. M-A-I-D. Mm-hmm. Made in Manhattan. Two Weeks Notice. That was a pretty cute movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punch Drunk Love, which I never saw. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. That's a great movie. Knock Knock. Who's there? Go Fuck Yourself. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. That was from Catch Me If You Can. Damn. And we talked a little bit about Reign of Fire. Yes. Uh, with Matthew Mc- Matthew McConaughey was in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was an... Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, think it been, it, I feel like it could have been better. It was him and... Um, uh, Christian Bale, right? Oh, I think you're right. It was Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. I thought it, they could think they could have done better. It was for it to be a dragon post-apocalyptic kind of, you know, right? Like, like it was, it was, it was cool at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. So, so yeah, ghost ship. Yes. Let's get back to that. Um, I am on the wrong page. There we go. So ghost ship starring. Gabrielle Byrne as Murphy, Juliana Margolis. No, that's Gabriel. Gabriel Byrne. Gabrielle. 
Gabriel Burns. I think it's pronounced Gabriel Burns. Burn. Gabriel Burn is how you say it, I think. Because he's foreign. Oh. Gabriel. Monty Burns is Murphy. Ah, Smithers, <laughs> it seems we have a ghost ship. <laughs> it's cold on it, you say? Oh, I know just the man for the job. Who's that young go-getter? That's Homer Simpson, sir. Simpson, eh? Send him on board to get that gold. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Juliana Margolis, that's such a hard word to say. Um, Ron Eldard as Dodge. This guy, I should have looked this up before the show. Oh, my God, that's a horrible picture of him <laughs> yes, that on is. his IMDb page. Definitely. Was he in... Lord of the Rings? No. Was he in... Um, the shark movie. Uh, Deep, Blue uh, Deep Blue Sea. Blue that wasn't him, huh? Let's see. Deep Impact he was in. Um, no. Nope. Black Hawk Down he was in. Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. No, I guess he was not in Deep Blue Sea. My bad. It was some other blonde actor. <laughs> uh, Desmond Harrington is in it. Isaiah Washington. Uh, Alex... Dimitratis as Santos, the guy with the car in a picture that he talks to. Right. Carl Urban as Munder. Carl Urban we were talking about because he was in a lot of stuff, including most recently he's in the Netflix series The Boys. Mm-hmm. He was in, um, oh, his biggest thing that you might remember, he was Bones in Star Trek. The oh, re- yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the reboot. New, the reboot. And he does DeForest Kelly so freaking good. Mm-hmm. He could have been dr mccoy right you know what i mean yeah it was yeah i really enjoyed him as uh, dr mccoy what were you talking about him being in though before so uh chronicles of riddick chronicles of riddick that was it and then um dread dread yes he was judged he was judge dread right he he never took his helmet off yeah because that was the thing he was you know uh the the dread movie with Stallone that everyone dreads. Dreads. Uh, they Demolition were, he Man 2. <laughs> he doesn't take off his fucking helmet. You know? I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> Yo, I, fuck, I fucking love Demolition Man. Though. Oh, I do too. Like, that movie. And Demolition Man's amazing. Badass. Like, for sure. And people, I think I think a couple people give a shit. I'm like, nah. Oh, that movie's Sandra Bullock-y goodness. Right. Um... Also, I was saying he was in Thor Ragnarok. Yep, he was the Skurg. the the dude with the machine guns. Mm-hmm. That's all I could and think the, of. And the killer haircut that I dare somebody to get. <laughs> I'll tell you what: if you get that haircut and send me a picture of it, either on Instagram or seven hundred tapes at gmail dot com, I will buy you a Blu ray copy of Thor Ragnarok Damn. and send it to you. But you got to cut your hair like Scourge. <laughs> You're looking it up, huh? No, no, no. Are you gonna I'm... cut your hair? Like Scourge? No, never. Oh, man. He was also in Lord of the Rings. He was the guy from Rohan. Yes. He ended up being the king of Rohan. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember that, but he's one of those faces that you see, oh, it's that guy. Yep, that he's guy. He's in that one movie. That guy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's got a pretty good uh, line of movies behind him. I like him, too, as an actor. He's got a very interesting look. Mm-hmm. He's very recognizable. Uh, Emily Browning played the little ghost girl, Katie Harwood. Har- Harwood. Um, Emily Browning, you may recognize her from Series of Unfortunate Events. She was also in this little movie that we like to call Sucker Punch. Yes. When she was a little older. That was like seven years after this movie. Um, But Sucker Punch, we were talking about before we got on the air, 
that it's a beautiful movie. It's Man, like the, the stylistic approach yes, to it, it is. You could Ooh. literally. I like to turn that movie all the way down and put on Seasons in the Abyss by Slayer. And like just listen to that. That shit, like that movie, is like visually, it is you know amazing. And it, and, it is. And, and I, I think for for whenever it came out, it's aged it's it's aged appropriately. Yeah, because well, because it was so weird. Right. It wasn't shot like traditionally anyway. You know what I mean? So. It wasn't like it like, cause that's what, twenty twelve. Yeah, maybe? I think it was twenty twelve, twenty eleven, something like that. It's something. It's something around there, and there's been some really shitty movies, you know, from like the twenty twelve. You're like, been ugh. a lot. You're like, ugh, this movie. Sucker Punch, twenty eleven. See, so I'm like, there's certain movies that you'll look back at, you know, twenty ten, twenty eleven. You're like, duh, visually, this is a ass. lot. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. This is, this is bullshit. <laughs> but we digress. We digress. Anyway, yeah. So this movie wasn't really widely received. It didn't make much at the box office. Like I said, twenty million dollar budget. It made thirty million in the U.S. altogether. That's opening weekend isn't bad though. Opening weekend, uh, eleven million. That's really no. I don't think that's very good at all for a twenty million dollar movie. You don't think so? You got to get really like if it's done an eighteen. You got to be close. If it had done eighteen, I would have said yeah, it's probably not that bad. This director is the same director that did Thirteen Ghosts. Right. Which I also love, and which we will also be covering. Zemeckis at some point. is tied to this as well, right? Yeah, Roberts or, or Roger Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Robert, Robert Zemeckis mm-hmm. of Back to the Future fame, mm-hmm. I think. And then he did uh, producers, uh, shit like that. Beowulf, if I'm not mistaken. Beowulf. What a weird movie that was. Yeah, that movie was weird. Oh, Angelina, yeah, and like all computer generated. Gerard Butler. Angelina Jolie was naked, but she wasn't naked. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Yeah. Um. That movie, though, I remember watching that. And you remember when they woke up the Grendel? Because mm-hmm. they were partying. And yeah. I'm like, dude, that was totally my dad. Every time I had somebody over to spend the night, it's totally how my dad acted if we got too loud. <laughs> He's grabbing my friends by the leg and doing like the Hulk Loki thing to him. Throwing them around. Jasper mad because my dad's name was also Jasper. Oh, Jasper smash! Ding it! <laughs> it was my dad's thing, and he got all irritating. Go, ding it! <laughs> and he wasn't allowed. My mom wouldn't let him swear, so he couldn't say "God damn it." So he'd always go "God bless it." <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> if he cussed, if he said "God," okay, he could say "shit" and "son of a bitch" and "damn" all he wanted. Mm-hmm. But if he said "God damn it," my mom would lose her mind because it was blasphemous. Oh yeah, yeah. God bless it. I don't know how "God bless it" isn't blasphemous because mm-hmm. you're just telling the "bless it" instead of "damn it." But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's different because you're still saying it angrily, like "ooh." <laughs> Oh, that looks so. Sc- scroll down real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this right here, that was the the first that it just kind of caught my attention. Dark Castle, yeah, it was the first Dark Castle Entertainment horror film released to be based on an original concept, as the original idea for the company was to remake William Castle horror films, which the previous few films were, though it was still critically panned like their previous releases, which is funny why they would call it Dark Castle because William Castle movies. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. So anyway, uh, the theatrical poster for Ghost Ship was inspired by the poster for Death Ship from 1980, another film about a haunted ocean liner. More like ripped off. 
Yeah, why? Well, there's a there's a fine line between ripoff and homage. Mm-hmm. If they downright say, "Yeah, we did it because of this," that's an homage. Gotcha. If they're like, Oh well, we really didn't intend it. Yeah, you ripped it off. <laughs> like, no, you sailed right on that boat. Right. So in 2016, the media website Coming Soon named the film's opening scene one of the greatest in horror film history, and I would have to full-heartedly agree with that. Yeah. We were saying, for the bad rap that this movie gets, that opening scene is historic. Like, yeah. You ask anybody, what was the best opening scene in a horror movie? Go ship. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, would-be director, <laughs> would-be director, I love that would-be director. Uh, Steve Beck's last feature film as a director was Ghost Ship. He previously directed another Dark Castle Entertainment horror film, which was uh, 13 Ghosts, which was his first directing job. So that's kind of cool. The first one he did was Ghost Ship, or 13 Ghosts, and the last one he did was Ghost Ship. So that's kind of cool. He's got a lot of ghost shit going on there. Which one would ghost you say is better? Shit. 13 mm-hmm. Ghosts. Yeah. Oh, uh, heads, sure. head and shoulders above, like 13 Ghosts. I, as I told you, I've probably seen this movie 15 or 16 times. I've probably watched 13 Ghosts like 30 times. I remember since it came out. So when it came out on DVD, um, a friend of mine was like, "Oh my gosh, you have to see this movie." Which one, Thirteen Ghosts? Yes, or, okay. and and he was describing the movie to me, and he was like, "Man, the jackal! Oh my gosh, the jackal! Oh, the hammer!" Right. Like every time he was describing, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it was badass. So I remember watching it like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, the jackal was pretty badass. Yeah. I really, 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 if anybody's listening that can make this happen, oh my God, I would do disgusting things to make this happen. I want NECA to do a line of 13 ghost figures. Oh, that would be dope. I would drop a ridiculous amount of money because I would have to have every all one of them. them. I'd have to have all of them. Yeah, there's I'd no have to. not. There's no not. Oh my all. God. Yeah. And then if they made a display stand that was that big circle thing that you could send them in a circle, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pause the podcast for a minute. I need to run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a nerdgasm, I think, just thinking about that. Dude, if you know anything about me and action figures, if you if NECA did a line of 13 ghost figures, I would literally fucking, yeah, I would make a mess of myself in some form or fashion. You feel in those He's ways. not a whore. I'm not a whore. <laughs> hey, guys, there's a glory hole over here that says NECA on top of it. <laughs> I hope I ain't got to do this 13 times. <laughs> oh, oh, the ghosts. Oh, my God. Is once enough for all 13 figures? Or am I going to have to do it 13? I mean, oh. I will if I gotta, but I'd rather not. Rose shaking her head. I, need, I may need to take a break and have an apple teeny in between. <laughs> so this is cool. Many of the scenes were filmed on board the Queen Mary while it was... Uh, docked in Long Beach, California. It's used as a hotel. Nice. I thought that was the door. I thought she left. I was like, I chased her off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever been to the Queen Mary? I have not. I want to stay on it because it's haunted. Really? And there's a couple of rooms that are more haunted than others, and you can reserve those rooms, which is something I really want to do. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, I've seen it. I've never been on board it, but I've seen it. Um, in Long Beach, because I used to go there for trade shows quite a bit. Right, right, right. I went to the the trade show this past year. Oh, that's right. You're in the biz. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. Um, that's where we were when my buddy whipped out the fucking pipe and just lit up right there. Right, right. The I remember I'm like, telling what me. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Y'all pass that shit then. Oh well, right, yeah, I'm gonna it. hit it. But what the <laughs> fuck, man? Oh so, shit. Uh, hey. Um. <laughs> 
Julianne Julianne Margulis and Ron Elder, that's the uh, blonde guy, I think, were dating from 1991 to 2003. They actually were a couple during filming of this movie. They split a year after Ghost Ship premiered. You fucking suck. No, you and fucking suck. No, no I you would, fucking you suck. Wanna know why you fucking they, You know, want to know why they split up? Because I would have broke up with her too if she did this. Yeah. Juliana Margulis disowned this film. She didn't want anything to do with it. Like, uh, being a... So she's kind of like with uh, What's-His-Face and uh, Con Air. Uh, um, crap. Fuck. Yeah, throw your phone. It's okay. It was uh, John... Uh, Malkovich. Not John Malkovich. The uh, other John... Oh, uh, Cusack. John Cusack wouldn't talk about Con Air, admit that he had been in it. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what's-his-name did that for a little while with uh, Bill and Ted? Keanu Reeves? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, remember we read on the trivia, he was afraid that's all he was ever going to be known for. Mm -hmm. Boy, was he wrong. I don't think he ever disavowed that movie, though. I think he was always... Oh, well, not disavowed. I think he was always proud of Bill and Ted. Gotcha. Because there's no way after the insane success he's had in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If he didn't love that role, there's no way in hell they could have paid him enough money to come back and to do, do it. do three. Yeah. Right. And you know what I mean? It was like a labor of love for those I, two guys. I almost can say, I would I would almost assume that it was one of those, like, I'm at, because he's at the almost the pinnacle of his fucking career right oh now. Oh my God. John Wick. Right. The Matrix. Right. Dude. So. Johnny sp- Mnemonic. I'm just kidding. Speed. Love that one. Speed. Speed. There's a bomb <laughs> on the bus, dude. No, nah, but Brand Stoker's, you know, Dracula, like yes. badass. But right. you, you have to think, you know, it's one of those like, oh the, man. Keanu Reeves' best line in that movie mm-hmm. is when he was talking about Dracula's brides. Mm-hmm. He had written about it and they had read about it and they were like, oh wow, that must have been some experience. And he's sitting at the table like eating his soup or whatever. He goes, I assure you, I was impotent with fear. <laughs> <laughs> Egregiously, yeah. I was egregiously impotent. Whoa, <laughs> sir, dear Arthur, right? <laughs> you got to put your hand up too. <laughs> Hello, Dracula's wife, and other Dracula's wife, and other other Dracula's wife. <laughs> Dracula's concubine. Whoa, they totally ate a baby. <laughs> Bogus. <laughs> Remember, because that was the scene that, yeah, right. where they dropped the baby. Oh my God. Okay. So, Ghost Ship was allegedly conceived as The Shining on a cruise liner. In The Shining, the character Wendy Torrance says, like a ghost ship, when the manager, Uman, tells her how deserted the Overlook Hotel will feel when all the guests and staff have gone away. Um, Wow. I want to read a lot of this, Mm because this is a lot of the reason why Margolis didn't like to be... Associated with it. Originally conceived as a relatively bloodless psychological horror about four salvage crew members who turn against one another in greed and vitriol after being stranded in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean aboard the remains of a cruise ship believed to have been lost in the 1960s. The idea was to create the shining on a boat in the script. Murphy was actually the killer, and after the boat crashes into rocks and begins to sink, he attempts to leave with the gold and inadvertently kills himself while Epps makes it out alive with Katie's help. Much of the gore in the film was not in the script. Two additional crew members were also written into the story. The script was drastically altered by one of the producers, Joel Silver. In a 2014 Drama Actress Roundtable discussion, Julia Margolis said the original script is why she and the rest of the cast signed on to star, and once she got off the plane in Australia and was handed a totally different script, she was heartbroken. By then, though, the actors were contractually bound and could not back out. Damn. 
Yeah. So, and I would say Gabriel Byrne was probably like that too, but he was in, he's been in a few horror movies. He was in, well, he's in Hereditary, Mm -hmm. but he was also in um, End of Days. Oh yeah, he definitely. He was the devil in that, remember, wasn't he? Um, So I always thought that was Al Pacino, but yes. Yeah, it it is. Uh, You're thinking of Uh, the uh, Devil's Advocate. Yes. Which is also Keanu Reeves, Mm -hmm. bringing it around Uh town. But, um, no, I think Gabrielle Byrne loves doing horror shit. I don't think he was not down with this. I think she might have been the only one, and she was just kind of, well, us, me and the other actors. You know what I mean? Because those other guys, I've seen in other horror movies and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that, and I think, I think at that point in time, you know, for one, you get to pull the titty out on scene, you know. and A couple of them. <laughs> no, I'm saying in, oh. in uh, End of Days. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, when he just reaches yep. in. Oh, my God. And then it's a movie with Schwarzenegger. That was crazy. And at the time, Schwarzenegger was big as shit. So you right. got it. You got that. Know. Reminded me of the scene in the I think it was the third Matrix movie. Oh yes, with the girl where, with the red dress, and she eats the cake. If I'm not mistaken, that's two. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, two. And she eats the cake, and it's so good. She has an orgasm because mm-hmm. the guy goes, "Watch this," and he like makes it happen. <laughs> Oh, oh. Right. Yep. Yeah. We saw it, and okay, you see yeah. the. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> oh, me All so right. horny. Uh uh-uh. uh. Me love you a long time. <laughs> so, although not mentioned in the actual episode, the original MythBusters proved that a cable could not, in fact, cut a person in half, let alone an entire deck of people. In their season four episode, MythBusters Killer Cable Snaps. <laughs> Badass. I love Mythbusters. Look, I used to watch. Fucking that shit all loved time. it. I could like I could watch a whole marathon of that shit. Oh, like, I have. I front actually to back, have. You know, like binge watched hard. Right. So, um, the film was originally conceived as Titanic meets The Shining. A lot of Shining in here. Like they right. really wanted this to be a psychological thriller. I think. Ironically enough, if it weren't for modern sinking prevention standards put in place for ocean liners after the sinking of the real Titanic, the Antonio Garza would have sank purely just from flooding due to the deterioration of the ship over time. If I'm not mistaken, the actual Titanic did not sink. The story of the Titanic is about another ship. If Are I'm you about mistaken. to go conspiracy on no, me? No. I, like, I think like factual... What? I think so. No, that's that's incorrect. Google it. No, dude, I don't have to Google it. The Titanic hit an iceberg, broke in half, and sank. They have an exhibit with all the shit from the Titanic on it, like the little things that say Titanic. Let's see. Hold on. There was another ship called oh. the Lusitania that was sunk by a German U-boat. Allegedly, that's the one the conspiracy theorists talk about because that's what brought us into World War Two or World War One. And it was a fucking fake. Like, we well, it wasn't fake. Like, it really did get sunk by a U-boat. But we, they, not we, but they put that ship in line with that U-boat on purpose because they knew the U-boat would sink it and it would be an excuse to go into World War One. Uh, so it says that what is the real story of Titanic ship? Oh boy, the RMS did, Titanic, a luxury steamship, sank in the early hours of April fifteenth, nineteen twelve, off the coast of a Newfoundland. Off Newfoundland. Of Newfoundland. Newfoundland. It looks like Newfoundland. But yes. It's Newfoundland. And the uh, North Atlantic after side swipes of iceberg. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Whatever. <laughs> what does it say? Does it say it ain't true? Like, um, they swapped it out with a ghost ship? I think so. With a ghost ship. Gabrielle Burns right there. And he's like, I don't know my watch. 
bitch. He was like, I'm just hissing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ice Cube was on there. He's like, yay, yay. Yay, yay. <laughs> there was, they didn't have room for an iceberg because they already had Ice Cube. So there's definitely, uh, oh, man, but what about iced tea? And iced tea. Uh-huh. That's a good drink with ice cubes right? and iced tea, right? Yeah, iced tea and ice cube. Oh, thirst quencher. Right? <laughs> we got to, uh, okay, now you got me going on this Titanic thing. I'm going to have to look that up. Not now, but uh, right. on my own time. There was also, speaking of Titanic, there was a... Uh, Dang, this is just from a day ago. It says an iceberg may not have sank the Titanic, a new study finds. Oh, my God. What if a solar flare actually sank the Titanic? A solar flare? I, look, that's, I'm just reading. I saw a picture on the internet where it was Godzilla. Sank the Titanic. The Godzilla? No, just playing. The Godzilla. The Go- Godzilla. So, um, Go- Godzilla. That's how they say it. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> you got to move your lips differently than your mouth when you say it. It's so racist. Oh, shit. Anyway. Hilarious. Hilarity ensues. All right, so let's uh, before we do anything else, let's check out the uh, trailer to Ghost Sheep, and then we can figure out uh, what sank the Titanic while we listen to this. Hi, you hungry? Looking for a tempting treat? Hold on till I absorb some heat. Some added tang might please you too. I'll slide into an oven fresh bun. And I'm ready for your eating fun. Why don't you try a juicy, good hot dog? Mmm, delicious. You've seen the show. It was quite a treat. But now you'd like something to eat. So right this way to the concession stand serving Castleberries, the best in the land. Yes, sir. Castleberries is real southern barbecue. Choice cuts of meat slowly cooked over open pits of smoldering oak coals for honest-to-goodness barbecue flavor. You'll also find hot coffee, cold soft drinks, and delicious ice cream in our snack bar to go with your Castleberry sandwich. Just look at that generous helping of rich, juicy barbecue. Yum, yum. For a real taste thrill, Castleberry's Barbecue will fill the bill. I fly the Arctic Weather Patrol. Last month, I was out in the middle of the strait when I came across this. Congratulations. You found a boat in the middle of the ocean. What do you think a ship like this could be worth? Depends on if we have the right to salvage it. I do know one thing. Sea gives you an opportunity to take it. Well, Murph, I think you should get up here. It's an ocean liner. It's the Antonio Grasa. Any sign of what might have happened? Nothing. No passengers, no crew, no captain. No mention of anything in the ship's log. What do you make of that? A cruise ship. I think I saw something I couldn't possibly have seen. I think I saw a little girl. Simmons. 
how all of this isn't real. We're all trapped here. I want to show you something. I told you guys earlier that there was something seriously wrong with this boat. Haunted, possessed, whatever you want to call it. I said we get our boat going and get the hell out of here. We have got to get off this boat now. Oh, voyage. So, yeah, I want to uh, get some of that dingleberry meat in my mouth. <laughs> Real southern barbecue. And dingleberry? I mean, uh, castleberry, yeah. Uh, as, it, as it were. <laughs> Yo, that, like, the funny thing is, there's no way in hell that commercial could ever be played now i know like the, the hot dog one ever i'm gonna slide right into a bun a hot bun you can put me in your mouth mm, eats you know what it said something to eat for good or something it was your uh <laughs> now i'm ready for your eating fun there we go eating fun that is now it'd be like uh won't you let me slide up in your mouth mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so no. big, I don't even fit on this bun. Mm. All hanging out. I got two inches hanging out this bun right here. <laughs> Juicy and ready for your enjoyment. Say, let me warm it up first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll warm you up. I'm going to warm up your buns. <laughs> come come here, fat boy. Uh, I got some popsicles in the basement. I got a nice, juicy hot dog. It's kosher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Peter. <laughs> oh, Peter, that's nasty. So, yep. So here we go. Ghost. Ghost. Sheep. Ghost. Sheep. Ghost. Sheep. All right. So I just want to say before we get started on this, mm-hmm. I have never gotten this many. Okay. So you know how, like, the last few movies haven't had any previews on them? Uh-huh. We more than made up for it on this. And I think it's because. I don't know if I pointed this out before. I don't remember. This was a blockbuster rental. Yep, you pointed. And when you guys look at the uh, pictures on Facebook, or Facebook, when you guys see the picture on Instagram, well, it'll also be on Facebook because I always copy it onto Facebook. Mm -hmm. But you'll see, oh, no, I knocked over the Joker. Oh. The jerk. Oh, there goes Harley. Uh, It's Carnage. It's utter Carnage on the desk. Uh, It's got the uh, previewed $9.99 sticker on it and the blockbuster. Sticker on the back. It's pretty cool. Do you think that had the the protective case around it or no? No, nah, I don't think it did because the sticker's right on the thing and the little thing's right there. And the, the back sticker's directly on it. I hated these back stickers because they're paper. Mm-hmm. There's no peeling that off oh, without no. ruining the fucking sleeve. Yeah, there's no it way. pisses me off. Thanks, Blockbuster. That's why you went out of business. It had nothing to do with Netflix. Damn. Your fucking paper stickers. You know, it's crazy. They had the opportunity to buy Netflix. Yeah, I know, and they, they didn't, didn't do it. Yep. And there's, I think there's still one left, one block, blockbuster. Yeah, I think it's or, in Portland. Yeah, and and it's if it's not to the ground now, though, so. if it's not, um, I know they used Oops. it in um, Captain Marvel. Yes, yeah, so, they did. So she falls through the the blockbuster yeah. itself, but that's an actual still yeah, it, standing. It is the last blockbuster in the world. And and if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was closing soon, so it might oh, have man. already closed. Because I wanted to go down there and check it out. Right, just for nostalgic purposes. But anyway, yeah, because this was a blockbuster rental, I think we more than made up for not having previews on the last Wait, let me guess, tapes. let me guess. Is there like six of them on there? Oh, I, yeah. One, two, 
Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Shit. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's the dude. Okay. I may have gotten that wrong because I can't see. But um, so the first preview I got was for Femme Fatale. Does this movie sound familiar at all? Uh, something. Guess who's in it? Is it, uh, is it I was going to say Lucy Lawless, but it's not. It's, nope. I think it's, uh, what's, what's the one from uh, Kill Bill? Lucy. No, Lucy Liu. There we go. No. Oh. But it goes right back to something we were talking about earlier. This film stars... Antonio Banderas. Banderas. And uh, Rebecca Romaine. Oh. Before she was Rebecca Romaine Stamos, I think. Oh. Dude, from the previews, man, she looked good in, that, in this preview in this movie. But yeah, Femme Fatale. Looks like it's from the 90s, obviously. Um, the second one was called... There was a lot of weird previews on here. Uh, Welcome to Collinwood was on the next preview. It looks like some kind of heist comedy. Mm. I'm sure there were people in it that I recognized, but it didn't leave that big of an effect on me, so I didn't really write anything down about it. Um, then we had Friday After Next. Okay, I remember you were saying that. Was on there, and uh, Day Day, Cat mm-hmm. Williams, you lost your mind. <laughs> I'm a pimp. <laughs> Donna, man down. <laughs> man pimp in <down>. distress. <laughs> oh, man, his stand-ups were... The shit. Oh man! Back in the day. Back in the day. Prep Chronicles. Man. Oh my gosh. Then he got the. Then he got the shit knocked out of him. Somebody, somebody kid. like knocked him out. Yeah, some twelve year old kid or yeah, something. Yeah, he put him in a headlock. <laughs> that was it. Somebody do something. <laughs> Donna, pimp down. You can't be doing this to me. <laughs> Fucking Cat Williams. Well, he wasn't any bigger than the kid. That was the problem. Right. So then we had. Uh, Oh, there was a commercial, get this, then there was a commercial for AOL, Oh, America wow. Online, if you guys don't know what AOL is. You've oh, got mail. You've got mail. And you get that disc, and don't you mm-hmm. put that fucking disc in your computer, because that's software. Dude, I have a new computer, remember I just put my computer, right. there's still fucking AOL software on this from like fucking 1997 or 98. Damn. It just keeps transferring over. I'm just kidding, I don't really have AOL software. Damn. Somebody's going, damn, how did that happen? <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> I'm somebody. So, yeah. They, I'm that somebody. Um, I was like, what? I'm t- how? <laughs> that's me. I'm the, like those memes. That's me. I'm that somebody. Right. Um, so Are they were announcing somebody? the new version, AOL 8.0, had just come out. Oh, damn. So then for a while, like, it was annoying because into, like, the, the 2000s, mm-hmm. like, Old people still had AOL because they didn't know any better. That dial-up. Oh, my God. And then you'd ask her, like, your grandma for her email address. She's like, oh, it's a, a spiffy Katie at AOL.com. I'm like, you're still on AOL? What the fuck? Like, holy shit. <laughs> so then uh, we had... AOL. You got to read your chicken scratch. You yeah, to... I know. It's been too long. So then um, there were... A... Oh, you know what? I... I fucked up. I apologize. Oh. This was not the one with all the previews. Oh, it's I the know. next movie. I about to say the next movie. Gosh. I apologize. The next movie, three quarters of the first page of my notes were previews. Is the previews? This was not the one with all. It's only had Femme Fatale, Welcome to Collingwood, Friday After Next, and America Online commercial. Is it typically about three or four? Typically three or four previews. This gotcha. the next movie though that we're gonna do next week is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Re goddamn ridiculous. So anyway, okay, so then the music the uh movie starts 
And we got some classic music playing, like some old school, like... Uh, you want to say, you know, Love Boat. Yeah, like jazz type music almost. Not really jazz. I don't know what it's called. Like dance uh, music. Like, But she's singing in Italian. And um, they do that bubble effect underwater. Uh-huh. I thought this was kind of classy. They had the bubbles like coming for, towards you, like champagne almost. Uh-huh. And then it said... Go ship. <laughs> and a real nice and it was like a, font. Oh, oh and, and before pink. that, though, yeah, before that, though, it was cool because it said uh, Warner Brothers Presents, but the Warner Brothers was all stylized, too, like mm-hmm. in cursive. It wasn't the regular Warner Brothers. It's almost, it's almost like uh, they almost went with like that uh, I Love Lucy kind of right. esque feel. Yes, it looked like that kind of font, too, mm-hmm. like that classic kind of 60s or late 50s, early 60s cursive font that they used on all the advertising. I thought it was pretty cool that they stylized it. Hell yes. So, uh... Hell yes. We got an ocean liner, and there's a woman singing in Italian. And, uh, everybody's kind of sitting around having dinner in this, you know, on the ship. Dancing and, and... The host in the white tux comes by, the guy that's running all the food stuff. And I... You realize, after you watch this movie a few times, they show you everything in that oh, beginning yeah. scene. Yes. The whole fucking plot that you find out later is laid out in this beginning scene. Because mm-hmm. that guy walks by and gives her like a knowing grin and she smiles back. And this is important. Remember that for later. The guy in the white, in the gray tux or white tux, whatever it was. Right. So then the little girl, Katie, is sitting there. She's bored. She's by herself. Her parents aren't on the ship. And, um. Yeah, it looked like it was. I don't know. Well, what she doesn't you... have that yet. Somebody oh. hands that to her in a couple in a couple minutes. Gotcha. Like the little word puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the captain. They show the captain of the ship. He's greeting people as they're coming in, and he's all smiling. Everybody's happy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> swanky party. You can tell it's like yeah, they're all rich. The upper crust. Yes, the upper crust of society. <laughs> so then um, the guy. That's when the guy brings over the the like the shipmate guy brings right. over the word puzzle because she's sitting there, and he actually spells out "I'm, I'm so bored. bored," right? And she laughs. She thinks it's funny. And then the singer is like, "Get on, say, get on, say." She's like telling everybody to get up and dance. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gets up and starts dancing. And then the captain comes over and he puts his hand out. And the little girl's like, "Oh, he 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 tee." And the captain's dancing with the little girl because he could tell she's lonely and blah 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 on board. Right. So then they get very Dario Argento here. Damn. They show, and if you're familiar with Dario Argento's directing style, you'll understand what I'm talking about. They show like controls, and there's just like a hand in the camera, like fucking with shit, like turning knobs and pulling levers, and fucking with the rigging. The rigging line on the boat. I don't know a lot about boats. I just know it's a rigging line type of thing, and it's metal, and it's going to fuck some shit up in a second. I just know about anything about boats. It always is hose right after that. Boats, boats and hose. Why boats the fuck hose. did I not use Gotta that, Gotta have too? me my God boats and hose. So as we were sitting here listening to the preview, it dawned on me, why the fuck did I not use? I'm, I'm on, on a, a boat, boat motherfucker on a boat. <laughs> Take a good look at the motherfucking boat. T Pain, shoddy. <laughs> I was like, why did I not use that in the opening? Oh, what is wrong with me? I'm slipping. And then you just brought. Why the fuck did I not right. think of Fucking. boats and hoes? Boats and hoes. Now I'm gonna have to find another boat movie mm-hmm. for us to do, just mm-hmm. so I can use those two things. Speed two. 
I can safely say (laughs) that is not going to happen. If we ever do Speed 2, it's going to be like episode 698 because we're running out of shit to review. (laughs) As we're coming to a close. Somebody asked me the other day. I I don't know. It wasn't you, I don't think. Somebody said, what are you going to do when you get to the end of the 700 tapes? And I was like, do you know how long even doing it once a week? Right. That's 700 weeks. Weeks. Divide that by 52. Right. (laughs) Come on now. That's years. Right. And it's 700 tapes roundabout. Like, I have over 1,000. So if we got to start busting into my, like, really uh, obscure horror, 70s horror movie shit, we will. Oh, yes, loyal listeners, we will. We will. Fucking dare me. Anyway. (laughs) So then the, the Dario Argento hands fucking with everything. And then the rigging line comes loose, and now we have the best opening scene in any horror movie. The little girl screams as the line goes... And first they show it cutting, like, some flowers in half. Mm -hmm. And then they show, like, the guy's got a glass of champagne. 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 And uh, the glass, like... The neck of the glass falls, like, the top of the glass falls off the neck, like, in half. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this is the best one. The old guy's, like, dancing with his wife. And, like, the, the bottom half of his tux just falls. falls. He sees. And then the red line, like, forms across his middle. And he's like, oh, I do say. <laughs> that stings a bit. Right? Or they're Italian, so he was probably like, mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you so got? Then, like, yeah, he, that's all I got. I don't, yeah. know. I don't have a lot of Italian stuff. And, uh. He falls, he falls in half, and then everybody starts falling apart, literally. Like, the line has gone across and just cut everybody in two. And everybody starts screaming, and there's blood everywhere, and the little girl's freaking out. And then show, like, the girl, they show the lady trying to, like, she's in half, and she's trying to pull her legs, her lower half to her, to, like, put herself back together. And then the dude's, like, grabbing his guts, like, trying to hold him in, but they're just all spilling out. Like, he was somehow going to save his own life by, if I could just hold my guts in, I think I'll be okay. (laughs) And I, I really, really struggled with whether I was going to say this or not, but I figured out the last couple of episodes, who cares? You guys know what you're getting into here. Right. You think that lady, her bottom half, you think right before she died, she might have tried to maybe flip her legs around and kind of, you know, I wonder what I taste like. Wow. I don't know. That's a thought that I had. Surprisingly, it's the first time I ever thought that watching this movie, but it was this time that I was watching. I was like... Flip that shit around with that, and you're dying anyway. I mean, <laughs> worst ways to go on. Dying for a taste. I just went down on myself, you know. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't go down there. Don't go down there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're cut in half. You're about to die. Don't go down there. <laughs> oh my God. So I was thinking because we were talking about Titanic. Mm hmm. There's actually a porn parody called Titanic. Oh. And it's exactly what it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. I'm really upset, though, because a lot of these ones that I know about that I used to watch on, like, Skinamax, I can't find them. Damn. Because I've tried, because I would Damn. buy them, like, on VHS or even DVD if I could get my hand on them. A few of them I couldn't even download. Like, when I was doing the Pirate Bay thing back mm-hmm. in the day, when I was just 
BitTorrent and everything. BitTorrent. Yar, I told you I'd be a pirate in the beginning of the pro this program. Yar, I'll kill you. <laughs> Yar. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, especially like The Hills Have Thighs. I've been trying for years to track that movie down unsuccessfully. Damn. And yeah, I don't know. If I ever come across it, we're going to cover it on this show. Even if Four it's on DVD, shizzle. I will have it transferred onto a VHS tape just so we can cover it. Just so we can do it. Because it's that, that damn bad. <sighs> anyway, so the little girl screams and she looks up and the, the captain, and I don't get this. We'll talk about it in a second. The captain's looking down at her. He's like, mm, mm, mm. right. And there's a line right across his mouth, like the fucking Joker. And then the whole top half of his head, starting from his mouth up, just goes bleep and like slides off. And goes like, ah. So here's what I'm gonna get. Everybody mm. else got cut in half at like the waist or the torso. How the fuck did it get his head? Because he's leaning down. Oh, he was been over talking to she, her. Because they're like. Oh, he was trying to protect her. Yes. So that uh, because my first thought was, how the fuck didn't she get hit in the neck? Because she was short. Yeah. But there, because she's kind of crouched down. Right. And he's like over her. And it turned him Canadian. No. Oh, if you watch no. South Park, <laughs> right? All the Canadians have flip top heads. <laughs> Uh, I've got something in my pocket for said, you. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. You're a post-smoking <laughs> ass licker, Uncle Fucker. You're an Uncle Fucker. That's just true. Nobody fucks uncles quite like you. Uncle Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, so then we shit. cut. So then we cut to the present, and we're uh, looking at the tugboat crew of the Arctic Warrior. Warrior. And they were like. Arctic Warrior, come, come out, out to play. play. So um, they're trying to salvage a ship, and uh, the ship is sinking. And they're trying to, they want to, Gabriel Byrne is the captain of the ship, and he wants to cut it loose. But Stephanie Margolis is like, it took us three months or whatever to get it to the top. I'm not going to lose it now. And he's like, get back on the ship. And she dives down. and She cuts her line. She Well, didn't she... she <laughs> She fucking dude. Sli- she like uh, did some crazy like zip lining yeah. shit across, and then she jumps down into the water and she's like trying to weld it shut. And there's a lot of under underwater welding going on. A lot of underwater welding in this movie. So then, um, I actually used to work with a guy that used to do underwater welding, mm-hmm. and it's like, apparently those underwater welders dudes make like oh, they make seventy five dollars an hour or some crazy bank. shit like big that. Fucking bank. But um, he stopped doing it because what he was doing, he was repairing underwater sewer lines. So he was literally in his fucking suit, like, submerged in shit water, like, welding sewage. Yeah, <laughs> just disgusted Roman. Blech. Yeah, he just, I've never seen you make that face. I, look, I've, I've, the first thing I thought of was fucking Shawshank Redemption. Oh, God. Ugh. Uh, right, exactly. I just, um. Yeah, I just talked about a woman cut in half trying to go down on herself and you didn't make that face. Right. <laughs> right. Just don't get no shit involved. <laughs> don't talk about no shit. Don't play that shit. Roman, <laughs> Roman don't play that. So then uh, they fix the boat. They save it. Right. And they salvage it. So then we cut to a bar and he's slamming the money down on the table. He's like, hey, we got paid. And they're all splitting the money up and they're all drinking and they're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, except for... Uh, Gabriel Byrne, mm-hmm. who doesn't drink. So, because this youngster comes over, young mm-hmm. kid, and he's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And she, Stephanie Margolis, Epps, her name is Epps, she's like, 
He doesn't drink. Uh, anything you got to say to me, you can say to me. Yeah, crew. he's like, yeah, he's like, can I talk to you for a minute? And he's like, anything you got to say to me, you can say to my crew. And they're like, okay. So then he tells them that he flies with the Arctic Weather Patrol, and he sighted a boat a couple months back in the Bering Strait, and he hailed it, and nothing happened, and they couldn't identify it. And then he didn't think anything of it again until he saw it again a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So then he wants to know if they can salvage it, and he wants, what did he say, 20%? He wanted 20%. 20% of the salvage. And um, he was like, we've been out for six months, and we're in for a very well-deserved, like, you know, pay, you know, time off, time off, leave. So he's like, let me talk to my crew, and they walk. he walks away, and they're like, well, what's going on? And then... Um, the one guy's like, well, I'm engaged. Greer. Greer's like, I'm engaged. And uh, then Santos is like, well, I was going to go. Oh, no. Somebody else is like, I'm going to go back to Anchorage. And then Santos was like, I got to over completely overhaul the engine. Mm. That's important because later, they, too. Because they blew the engine on this Trying last one. Trying to get that one. ship up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important, too, for Definitely. later on. So then um, Gabriel Burns, like, uh, what, is his name Murphy? Yes. Murphy is like, uh, if the sea gives you an opportunity, you, you take, take it. it. We heard that in the preview. Mm-hmm. So um, he's like, if it's a if it's a big enough ship, you know, it's a could be worth millions of dollars, and we'll do a, a six way even split. And they're like, no shit, six way even, what? which tells me usually probably they get the lion's share, and then they get him and the him he's and paying them hourly. Him and Epps probably get the bigger share, mm-hmm. and then the other dudes. Well, they probably get a share. No, he but said a lesser share because he says right after this, he said it's better than me paying you hourly and overtime. That's true. Yes, you're right. So yes, so that would have. That so would then of they all say. agree to do it. Mm-hmm. So then the kid comes back, and they're like, "We'll give you ten percent." And he's like, "What do you think? I'm stupid." Just gonna so give you the you know the course to you know this this ship and not go with you. Well, that well that was the that was after because he's like, there's five other sh- ships sitting out here that'll jump at this chance. And right. He's like, well, ten percent. He goes, all right, but I'm coming with you. And he goes, no, no, no. no. He said ten percent, take it or leave it. Oh, that's right. Because then he says it back to him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, ten percent, and I'm coming with you. And he's like, uh, not on my boat, you're not. And he's like, well, you think I'm stupid? I'm just going to give you the coordinates to this, and you're going to rip me off type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he somehow talks them into letting him go. So then they cut, and now they're at sea. And uh, Santos is on the bridge, and he's blasting the mud vein. Right. Ah, I stand. <laughs> so then um, the others are below, and um, you're kind of getting to know the crew now and how much like they're like family because Epps is cutting Greer's hair. She's, like, trimming his hair. And then um, Munder's watching a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a Sonny Chiba movie. I meant to look into it, but I didn't get a chance. And uh, Dodge, the uh, blonde guy, he's reading a book called Conspiracy of Evil. And I meant to look that up to see if it's about a ghost ship or something, but I, <laughs> I didn't get to. But it looked like a real book, and it looked interesting because it's called Conspiracy of Evil. But you're kind of seeing, like, Dodge is kind of like a thinking guy. Like, he likes to read, and Munder's kind of like the party dude because he's got, like, the girls hanging over by mm-hmm. his bed, and he's watching a kung fu movie. So then uh, the the kid, his name is Jack. Right. Can we just talk? Okay, I don't want to give this away in case somebody hasn't seen the movie. His name is Jack Ferryman. We'll talk about that later. Because it's important. 
So the kid is seasick, and everybody's kind of laughing at him, like, you doing all right? It's not like flying a plane, is it? <laughs> so then they're all laughing at him, and then um, Stephanie Margolis, um, you find out she owns, she's like one-third owner of the operation, mm-hmm. and she says that everybody on the boat, oh, because he's a, uh, he was going to ask her something. She's like, what? What's a girl like me doing out on a ship instead of raising a family? Like, she gets that all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm third owner, one third owner of this operation or whatever. And she's like, and these guys right here, these monkeys are my family. And then everybody's like, oh, 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 monkey sense. Oh, my God. So then um, they're up on the in the bridge. It's Santos. And he calls Murphy up. And the boat is showing up on the radar, and then it's not. Like, it's there, and then it's gone, and it's there. And So he's like, check it out. And then Murphy's looking, and there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, it's there. He goes, see, 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 it's there. I told you. So then he gets on the radio, and he's like, Dodge, get up on the light so they can, you know, look for the see? boat. So Dodge gets up on the mast or whatever it's called, and he's got the big-ass spotlight, and he's shining it around. And all of a sudden... um, it bleeps back on the radar. Yeah. And it's right in front and of then, him. Well, he's on the radio, and he's like trying to hail them on the radio, but there's no response. And then all of a sudden, the ship wasn't there, and then it's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit. And he goes into full reverse, and it knocks Dodge off the thing onto the side of the boat, and they're coming up on the big ship, and it almost crushes him. And he like climbs out of the way just in time. He's like, oh, my God. So then he's like, see, I told you, I told you. And then they're like right, like literally right in front of it. It came out of the fog and it was there. So then they're shining the light on it and they're like, it's the Antonio Graza. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no fucking way. Because apparently the Antonio Graza was a famous missing ship. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows about it. So then they radio again and they get nothing. And then um, Murphy's like, it was reported missing in 1962. And under the law of the sea, they can claim it. So they're all excited because they're like, it's a luxury liner. We're talking a couple hundred million dollars here probably for them mm-hmm. to all split or whatever. So then uh, they board the ship and the Jack's all mad because they won't let him go on board. And uh, he, so he's stuck there with Greer. He's like, he, and he's kind of like a little kid here. He's like, they won't let me go. And then Greer's like, safety first. Safety you gotta make first. Sure. Come on. The hull's intact and everything before they mm-hmm. let you go on board. So then he sees the picture of Murphy and Epps on the wall, and he's like, hey, are they a couple? Or And he goes, no, nah, man. She's like a daughter to him. Uh, he'd be lost without her. So they're kind of giving you some some background story here on, on them. Like mm-hmm. They're like fam- literally like family. So then they're, they're walking around. They're going to the boat to the Antonio Graza and they're walking around and they're like, the, all the lifeboats are gone. All the life preservers are gone. And there's nobody there. And, uh, as soon as they get on, they're trying to talk to each other on the radios and the radios are breaking up. Like they can't communicate with each other the way they're supposed to. So then they're walking through the, the kitchen area or the dining room area or whatever. And they're looking around and Munder and Dodge are kind of fucking around the love boat. <laughs> and this is where Murphy's kind of like the father figure. He's like, stop fucking around. Like, shut up, shut up. Have some respect. Yeah. So then there's a grandfather clock and it's like moving back and forth. And then Munder goes over and he reaches, it stops. Like all of a sudden it's 
and it's not moving anymore. So then, like, Munder reaches out to touch it, and the chimes go off, and he jumps back all scared, and everybody's laughing at him. He's like, fuck you guys. So then they walk out of that room, and you look. They, there's a close-up on the table right there, and that word puzzle the girl mm-hmm. was playing with is sitting there, and it's all filthy and dusty because everything's drippy and wet and gross on the ship. And the word puzzle's there, and it says, I'm so bored, and it the Changed. words switch around on its own and it says welcome aboard dun 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 I have a feeling there may be a ghost on this ship (laughs) thus making it a ghost ship okay so then they're searching the ship I said there's a lot of drips (laughs) everything's dripping everything's nasty looking and then Munder falls through the floor right because they had said when they got on the ship, he was like, um, rust can turn into quicksand on these ships real quick. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Munder fell through the floor, and he's hanging there. He's like, ah, and Epps is reaching down to try to help pull him up. And she looks over, and she sees the little girl, Katie, standing there. Mm-hmm. And she pulls him up, and then... Um, I'm going to shit my pants. He I'm goes, shit my pants. I think I just shit my pants. And Dodge goes, you always smell you always that smell way. That way. <laughs> And there's another time later on in the movie that he actually makes a comment about how much Mun- Munder smells. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna buy you. A, I'm gonna buy He's, you a tub. Yeah, I'm gonna buy you soap or something like that. Yeah, buy you a bath tub. Because um, he's like a hippie dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's very unkempt and like his hair is barely pulled back. And it's the '90s, so he's wearing like the the grunge yeah, flannel. He's grunge for sure. Totally. He was probably losing his headphones. Even flow. <laughs> Jeremy spoke in class today. <laughs> so they're searching around the, the ship some more, and then they're up on the bridge, and they're checking all the instruments and stuff. The compass is dead, and there's no gas. And then he's saying, um, man, this thing must have gone full throttle until it ran out of gas, because all the gas tanks are empty. So then Murphy asks Epps if she's okay. She looks all freaked out because she's all that little girl. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. So then um, Munder and Dodge are looking around, and they find a watch on the bridge. He's like, hey, look, a watch. And he's like, oh, yeah, big deal. And he goes, no, look at it, stupid. It's, it's a, a digital, digital watch. watch. This ship disappeared in 1962. They didn't have digital watches in 1962. So they just clued you off that they're not the first people that have found this ship, Mm -hmm. which will also be important later. So now back on the tugboat, everybody's gone back, and Murphy tells the story. um, Well, before that, um, Murphy says, look, that just means that, okay, we weren't the first ones to find it, but we're going to be the ones to salvage it. This is weird, though, like... I feel like Murphy made a lot of mistakes, like obvious mistakes in this movie for For being a captain. Because he says to Dodge after the story, he's like, I've been on the sea a lot longer than you have, and I've seen a lot more. But he flubs a bunch of shit here that could have saved their lives. That being one of them, Mm -hmm. as soon as they realized that there had been other people on the ship before, they should have called the Coast Guard. And And Greer Greer was all about that through the whole movie. Like, we need to call this in. We need to call this in. And he doesn't... Yeah, Murphy doesn't want to do it for some reason. So then um, he's telling a story on the on the ship about another abandoned ship around Civil War time um, that had gone like 4,000 miles across open sea by mm-hmm. itself and there was nobody aboard. And it was the same kind of thing. And you're wondering at the end of the movie if that ties into this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
it seems like it was put there for that story was put there for a reason. So then, um, uh, Santos is saying the engines need to be fixed on the tugboat so they can pull the ship back because they're not going to be able to do it with the engines the way they are. So then, um, they were like, why don't we just drop anchor and then come back for it? And like the anchors are gone. The anchors were no longer on the ship for some reason. Like somebody had cut the anchors off or let them go or whatever. Then they were like, "Fuck no, no one else. We're not going to drop ship. You know, drop a ship right here." And yeah, then. somebody else might find They're it. Like, Fuck no. Right. So then uh, Epps is having flashbacks of the little ghost girl Katie, mm-hmm. and it's freaking her out. And she tells Jack Ferryman, the kid, um, that he saw the little girl, and he was like, "What? You saw a girl?" And she's like, "Yeah." So. Now it's morning. Um, it's like the next day. And they realize that the Antonio Graza is sinking. Mm-hmm. So they realize they have three days to fix it before it completely fills with water and sinks. So Munder has a plan. And um, they should go down and weld the thing shut. And then they can pump out the, they can pump out the flooded compartments. So that the ship doesn't sink after they after they weld it together. So then this is where Greer's telling uh, Murphy they need to call it in. Yep. And Murphy says, no, we're not going to call it in yet. And he's like, I don't want any uninvited guests. Because <laughs> if they find out, I think his thinking was pirates or whatever or somebody else coming in. I think maybe because he was thinking somebody's already beyond on here and God knows what happened to them. I don't mm-hmm. want that to happen to us type thing. Maybe. I don't even, well, I don't even think that I think it's one of those because he says that we don't know exactly because he says we have claim to it. Right. But we don't know exactly. I, it was some, something specific about the claim. So yes. they all wanted to because Gur says, you know, we could have all been somewhere millionaires. Right. We could have all been, you know, back on our way to be millionaires. Mm-hmm. After, you know. Later on. Yes. So this is like the second mistake that Murphy made, I think. To be honest, he so before, this is just my thought and my take on it. Um, like right after they agreed to it and then uh-huh. him physically seeing the boat. Right. I think he's entranced. And from then because, on. Yeah, he was totally like, it's the Antonio Graza. Right. And he oh. knew, he knew, you know, everything he knew the story, about it. Yeah. So, so I think it's a big deal because it's a big time legend of the. I sea. think the the ship put a trance on him, like that makes a lot of sense. I think, like for sure, it it and is I'm one glad of those we things. We said that. Okay, cool. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where I'm going. Definitely. You're picking up what I'm leaning uh, down. Yeah, you got you down. Right. Jasperino's cooking. <laughs> so then uh, Santos is down below working on the engine, and he's, that's when he's talking to the picture of his well, car. So he was he was actually reluctant. To actually have to overhaul the engine because he didn't want to do it. That's why they were saying, let's go back and overhaul the engines and come back. And they were like, we can't, the anchors aren't there. And he was like, oh, no, no, you know, because it seems like, like everybody it. was excited but wasn't cool with the way they were doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, he's got some kind of sweet car that we never figured out what it was right. in the picture that he's talking to. And then um, it's they have a funny scene where the engine spits oil on him. He's like, oh, sweet. Right, yeah. He had his mouth open, his tongue out. It was really awkward. (laughs) So then we're back on the ship, and they're doing some more exploring. Is that baby ships in my mouth? Oh, my God. (laughs) Baby shit. 
do 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 baby ships do 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 baby ships do do oh my god so then they're back on the ship oh ship do 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 ship do 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 that's like uh on the preview for us uh-huh i love oh yeah i've not seen us i've got five yeah they're playing loonies but it's way slowed down i'm like god damn they made that so spooky eerie i have it sitting over there on blu-ray i just it have not so watched it yet eerie. i was so upset about that movie. dude it's fucking crazy yeah i don't know because um get out was amazing look absolutely incredible look, i like that movie was dope what was that 2017 2016 so i saw i saw get out i was in texas so i think it was 2017 uh-huh so it was it was i was like blown away I just remember that was my, we did it because I was doing another movie podcast at that time. We mm-hmm. had to do our po- top five movies of the oh, year. Matter of fact, me and you talked year. about it at American Screen Supply. Yes, we. That was one of the first conversations. One, we like ever had. one of the first ones I remember. For but yeah, that certain. was my that was my top that was my number one movie of that year. Was Get Out. It was yeah, that, so well done. That's exactly what that was. The I remember you, you were like, look, I did not expect this movie to be that fucking good. Right, but it is my top of 2017 yep. you were like it is it is by far the you know superior to everything else that i've seen Dude, up to so this point good so well done because I, I can almost i can almost you know like verbatimly remember the conversation because i was like man yeah did you see get out god damn it get those fucking keys <laughs> <laughs> I love a movie that does that. It just pulls you You're in. You're like, really. come on, just go. Just go, go, go. Don't, don't you go in that fucking barn, bitch. Don't you do it. He's in there. You know, shit I got to like tell that. the story. So, you know, <laughs> it's all love here. We know this. Yes. You know, there's the stereotype of mm-hmm. black people in the movies. Oh, man. Yelling at the screen. Right. right. They did it in a scary movie. Right. And uh, so when we went a few years back, we went to see Captain America, the mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. There were two black ladies sitting behind us mm-hmm. together watching the movie. And we were sitting in front of them. And there was the one scene, I guess, in the beginning where he's jogging and his shirt's all tight and it's kind of sweating out. Ooh, Captain America, look at you. <laughs> and then Falcon comes out mm-hmm. when he's talking to Falcon in the beginning and he's all fucking like kind of ripped. And they're like, right. ooh, and look at him. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is great. So then later on in the movie... When he's fighting uh, Bucky, mm-hmm. and Bucky's just kicking the living shit out of him, mm-hmm. and they're going, "Don't be letting him kick your ass, Captain America! What's wrong with you? You're <laughs> Captain America! Don't be letting him do that to you!" And I was like, "I'm eating my popcorn, going, I just want to hear them right in every movie. I want to get their numbers so we can go to every movie together because I'm having more fun <laughs> listening to them than I am actually watching the movie. It's freaking amazing! <laughs> oh shit! You're like, you gotta love it. Oh, it was like, great. Doctor King is weeping right now. Heck yeah! <laughs> he didn't get to see Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Look, so the funny arguably, thing is, and people are gonna hate me for this, arguably the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Fight me. Fight me. That's America's ass. That is America's (laughs) ass. That was endgame. (laughs) Look, even though he's, you know, Captain Puerto Rico. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) It's still America, don't get me wrong, but that is definitely the Puerto Rican flag on his chest. You know about the Twitter Twitter thing, right? No. With Chris Evans? Uh Uh-uh. He accidentally posted a dick pic on Twitter. Oh. Did you hear about that? I did. And then, uh... (laughs) Everybody's talking about it. He goes, 
then he tweets out, and this was such a great save. He goes, now that I have everyone's attention, make sure to get out and vote. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I did not see it, and I was not going to look for say, it. That's because, definitely yeah, I did not, not go looking for it. But I heard, I did hear that, uh, yeah, that's not only America's ass, but, uh, you know, uh-huh. Mm. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get back to the movie, because I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Mm. No, don't do that. That's making me uncomfortable too. Yeah, yeah, that's not anything I'm gonna go look for either. Right? Yeah. So, Captain America, Dick. Right. God damn it! <laughs> I knew one of us was gonna say it. I knew one of us was gonna say it. Anyway, uh, uh, and look, it, it automatically makes me think of fucking uh, Team America. Oh God! <laughs> fuck yeah, America! Fuck yeah! Come and save the motherfucking the world! <laughs> Uh, I love that movie. Oh, I'm so roundy. Oh my gosh! I got two hip, two perps head west on Chuckalaka Duck Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fuck so, yeah. <laughs> so back on the <laughs> if you told me you would never die, I would totally have sex with you right now. <laughs> the puppet's face. The look on the puppet's face when he goes, I. Will never die. <laughs> anyway, so they're back on the ship, and uh, Stephanie Margolis Epps is in the room where the pool's at, mm-hmm. and she realizes that the pool, the empty pool, the whole, all the walls are full of bullet holes. Mm-hmm. So she's like, mm, "Okay," but the radio's not working. She's trying to call Mundy and Dodge, and the radio's not working. So then they're walking around. They're going to the engine room, and. Um, they hear something and they're like, you hear that? And then like the radio is going off cause she's trying to call them. And he's like, Monday goes, she's totally fucking with us. Like thinking that she's fucking around with them. Cause no, well, cause what happens is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Greer is walking and, um, the, he, he can, he can hear the chick singing. Yes. That happens in a minute. Okay. Um, but now, uh, so Epps had gone down into the pool, mm-hmm. and she finds casings down there right. also. And then as she's climbing out of the pool, the little girl is standing on top by the ladder, and she goes, freaks out, ah, and she falls off the ladder hits and her hits her head. A little bit of blood goes into one of the holes. Yep, that happens here in a minute, too. So then, because they're switching back and forth between everybody really quick here. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Murphy's checking out the captain's quarters, and he finds a straight razor with blood splatters in the sink. Like there's a blood stain Wait, in the so, sink with the So straight... him and him and Greer are walking. Uh-huh. And then this is another thing. This is another reason why I think again the boat like entranced him. Uh-huh. So he's walking. Oh that's they're, right. They're, they're walking, walking down and the it hallway. says Capitan, yeah. you know, it, whatever. Yeah, Capitan pretty, or whatever. Pretty much it's saying that Captain's that is quarters. the Crapton's quarters, right. So Did he you say stops. Crapton? Yeah. The Crapton? <laughs> So he stops. Release the Crapton. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, it was so close. I could not. Release the Crapton. So he stops him. And he, he kind of, you know, signals towards the sign. Right. And he's like, oh, I get it, Capitano. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then he walks in. Yep. And that's when, because that's how they split. Because yes. Greer and, and him split up. Yep. So he finds the blood stain in the sink, which is dumb because it wouldn't still be there. It would be all dried yeah. up and mid- it looked like fresh blood almost. But it's a ghost ship. Not only that, it would you know you have to think if it's a 
It would be all tarnished and shit well, like that. Well, that straight razor would have been rusty as shit. That's what I'm saying. It was. So anyway, so then Greer goes into that little dining hall thing, and that's when he's looking down that big shaft, which mm-hmm. is uh, foreshadowing like a motherfucker. Right. And then, Whoa. so then the guys radio Epps to tell her the engine room is, is flooded because they made it down to the engine room. It's all flooded, and they're not getting a response, and the radios aren't working. So then Epps wakes up in the bottom of the empty pool, and... Um, Stupid Jack Ferryman's there, and he helps her up, but she had bled from her head a little bit and left it on the floor, and the bullet holes, like, sucked it up. up. And then um, she sits up, and and Jack helps her, and then when they're leaving, they show another bullet hole in the wall, and blood starts coming out of the bullet hole. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, that's interesting. So then we cut back to Murphy. And the pool's full of blood. Yep, that has no. Does that happen there? Is that, I think that mm-hmm. happens in a second. Like, like as they're walking, you, like. Oh no! First, they cut back to Murphy in the captain's quarters because gotcha. they're going back and forth from this shit really quick. Mm-hmm. And he finds um, alcohol already poured in a glass next to a bottle. Mm-hmm. So then, here we go again. He's about to make another mistake because he doesn't drink. Right. He actually picks it up and puts it up like he's going to drink it. And he looks in the mirror and he sees the, the captain of the Antonio Graza and he drops the glass. And you know it was an old one of them old glasses because it didn't, didn't break. break. Remember mm-hmm. them old glasses when you were a little kid? Look, that was one of them glasses you drop on your foot and be like, Fuck. Yeah, freaking hit somebody over the head with that and kill him. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of freaks out. And then now we go back. They show the bullet holes in the pool. They all have blood coming out and they're bleeding. And the whole pool fills up with blood. And there's bodies floating around in the blood in the pool. I thought that was a really cool scene. The special effects in this movie, although dated, mm. are done very, very well. Very well. And I still enjoy watching them because they're dated, but they hold up pretty good, mm. even though they're kind of dated. Like in that moment, I was like, ah. And then you realize, oh, yeah, duh. They're, you know, all the people died in the pool. Yes. Because it's like, oh. Well, they, and they show that later. Right. They when, when they when it does all the flashbacks of how everyone died. But I do love that. I love that whole thing. I like how it has how it goes. Bloop, 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 yeah, bloop, yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm. So then um, they all hear singing on the radio. And Greer's in the dining room looking around. And he hears the singing too. But he doesn't see anything yet. So then back to Epps and Jack. And they're exploring some more. And they're... Um, looking for more flooding, and uh, they open they open one of the doors, and the whole thing was full of water, and a bunch of water and dead bodies come out, and it's like yuck. So they're like, oh shit, these, and they realize these are fresh bodies, mm-hmm. a week said, old, fresh. yeah, like a week or three weeks, something like that. Yeah, they can't have been here more than a week or so. It's like we got to get off this fucking ship or whatever. So then. They run over, and the door they came through is closed and locked. Mm-hmm. And then they look, and another door on the other end is open. So the ship is guiding them where it wants them to go. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that old adage, when one door closes, another one opens. Butch. On the ghost ship. On the ghost ship. That could be one of those fun drinking games, like, where they're like, um, oh, no, the fortune cookie game. You read your fortune, and you go, in bed. Oh, you ever do that? Oh, you just add in bed? Yeah, you never did that before? I've never. And it's like, great things are going to come your way in bed. Oh. Like, no, you uh, never did that? With your... I've done the one on Facebook where it's like, you know, 
add in my butt to a uh yeah it's just like that but you to can, a uh a movie a movie title freddy versus jason in, in my, my butt, butt. <laughs> <laughs> ghost ship in my butt from but yeah. dusk till dawn <laughs> in my butt in my butt <laughs> fight club in my butt <laughs> that's actually happened to me a few times it ain't funny but anyway uh that Whoa. was a food reference. Whoa. Like, yeah. I ate some bad food. Not I was like trying to say. somebody going no. medieval no. on no. your ass. No. There was no Chris Hard Evans. Chris Evans was nowhere around. Motherfuckers. Right. Boat so, um, anyhow. <laughs> you deeply digress. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not the one that digressed. I think you digressed. I think they're cooking. You smell something? That's what she said. <laughs> I think there's some fry bread cooking oh, that's downstairs. Not, that's what that smells like. good. I don't even lie to you guys. Oh, shit. Damn. Mm-hmm. We got a hot dog break? It's for you. I'm ready for your eating fun. Just let me slide on in that mouth of yours. <laughs> so now um, we go back to, Gr- to, oh, to Greer, shit. who's in the dining hall, and he looks down. And he sees a smoldering cigarette in the ashtray with lipstick on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Epps? Because that's the only logical person it could have been, hopefully. Right. Epps? Munder? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, that's when he sees the he sees the poster for Francesca. And he says, nice and tits. And he's like, nice titties. Nice tits. <laughs> and then... Um, she he's walking through and then you see her from the back she's like looking around the corner and she's watching him walk through right so then we cut back to Epps and Jack and they find a hold with cars all over the place and that's where the Jaguar's at mm-hmm. and she's like we gotta go and he's staring and he's like this is a 1932 whatever Jaguar 19XJ50 yeah he's like this is the car of my dreams I just came in my pants <laughs> and she's like we gotta go so then he's like, wait a minute, I hear something. And the, they look and he's like, that crate's moving. And then they pop the lid off and it's full of rats. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, they're, they were walking through and Munder and... Uh, no, 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 no. That's okay. later. That's in the kitchen. Gotcha. This was in the... Uh, in the, the bottom part. Yeah. So they pop open the... They pop open the crate and it's full of rats. And after the rats run out... Gold. There's gold. Me gold. Can I say this? Gold bullion. <laughs> I never understood why they called it bullion. I, I always, I don't know why. I always thinking like bullion cubes. Yeah, but like in all the old 60s spy movies, we must get the gold bullion. I don't like. But it's gold bars. And they're like, holy shit. We found me gold. Me gold. So, um, then they, so they leave. They're like, we got to go find everybody else. And they, that's when they go to the galley. Gotcha. And they're searching around and they go in the freezer and they're, and there's a bunch of like old nasty meat and shit hanging in there. Mm. Nasty and old. I think I said that already. Old, old so then nasty. she's walking by and Munder and Dodge have sheets over them. Like they're hanging meat, but they're not. They're like, Whoa! and then she freaks out and starts screaming and they come chasing her out and they're laughing and she's pissed off. And she's like, oh, what's wrong with you guys? Like, you were fucking with us. We were fucking with you. Right. Like, how come you're not laughing? Like, they honestly thought she had been messing with them earlier. So what then are you talking about? they cut to every now everybody's down in that lower compartment with the gold. Mm. And they're all checking out the gold. And everybody's like, whoa. And Jack, here's some foreshadowing. Jack is standing behind everybody looking at the gold. And he's laughing. 
And um, Murphy kind of looks over at him. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, you know, but it's really funny to him. So then everybody's looking at the goal. Now everybody starts laughing. Yes. So they realize that the serial numbers on the gold bars have been filed off. Mm -hmm. So they're untraceable. And they're they're trying to figure out how did it get here? Whose was it? They're like, this is stolen gold. Because that's the only reason they would have filed it down like that. Right. So then Greer thinks the ship is fucked up, and he's absolutely correct. And he's like, there's something going on here. I swear I was being watched, blah, blah, And everybody laughs at him. Nobody... He was like, because felt like she was coming on to me or something. That's what he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nobody nobody believed him. He's like, when she was singing, he's like, it was almost like, like a she, siren yeah, song. Yeah, he's like, like, she was coming on to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughed. So then they talk about the gold, and they're like, I, Murphy was like, I say we leave the ship and take the gold. Everybody's like, here, here, Captain. Gold, like, gold, 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 yeah, gold. Everybody was about that because there's like, what, like 10 crates of full of fucking gold. So they all agree, fuck the ship, they're going to take the gold. Mm-hmm. So then um, Santos is finishing up fixing the ship and they're like, we're just going to load it up and we're going to go. Mm-hmm. So he's packing up his tools and he's getting ready to start the boat and he's telling Greer up that we're almost ready to start the engines. Let me just clean up my tools. Two minutes and I'll be up there. Yep. And he's like, go ahead. And he's like, go ahead, get it started. And then he realizes, right as he says that, that there's like gas leaking or something over on one of the little Because pressure. It shows a shot of the thing going. Eat, eat, oh, yeah. It turns eat, on its own. Eat. And it's, yeah. So there's definitely something going on there. They're not supposed to leave the ship. So then... um. The little girl, Epps is on the Antonio Garza, Mm -hmm. and the little girl comes running up. She's like, wait, no, don't do it. Don't start the boat. Epps is like, don't start the ship. And then as she's yelling to Epps, somebody runs and grabs her and jumps over the side with her. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to know who it is, but we know who it is, but we won't say in case you haven't seen the movie. We don't want to spoil the reveal. So then... Um, at, at least in the next 20 minutes. We yeah, so then Epps is like, don't start the boat! <laughs> Just as Greer hits the button to start the boat, and it explodes, <laughs> it kills Santos, Greer gets thrown out of the boat, um, Dodge, um, it was on the boat too, he gets saved by Munder, mm-hmm. they're fishing everybody out of the water, and Epps jumps in and saves Greer, so Dodge and Greer are okay. Um, but Santos is dead. Sleeping with oh. the fishes. Yep. Um, so then Dodge is pissed off at Jack. He's blaming him for Santos being dead. Because if you hadn't brought us out here, this wouldn't have happened. And he's trying to, you know, he's trying to fight him. And they're like pulling him off. And now they're stuck on the ship. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, now we're stuck here. We have to fix this ship because it's the only way to get out of here. So right. we're going to have to, we're going to have to patch that hole now. And then, um. Murphy's all fucked up about losing Santos. Well, well, Greer, you know, he was like, man, I fucking told and you. And that was my next thing. Greer, gotcha. Murphy is fucked up. Greer is pissed. Mm-hmm. And um, because, yeah, he's like, we should have called this in. So and he's absolutely it. right. And he's because te- he's like, if they I had fu- called I it in, something. help would have been on the way already. He's like, I knew something. He's like, I felt it just and wasn't right. Munder's like telling him to calm down or something. He punches him. Mm-hmm. And he's all pissed off and he storms off. So then um, the little ghost girl is uh, like spinning around below decks, like dancing, like 
like a little girl would, you know? Right. She's been on the ship for, you know, 40 years or whatever. So then um, Murphy goes back to the captain's quarters and immediately hits the bottle because mm-hmm. he's all fucked up because Santos died. So then um, Epps is checking the ship's log for Katie. She wants to know who it is, and then she finds Her name. Katie's name, and she sees that she was there alone. Mm-hmm. So then... Um, Dodge and Munder are walking through the thing where all the food's at, and mm-hmm. they're starting to look at that. And then we cut to Greer, who's back in the place where the catastrophe happened in the beginning of the movie, and he's looking at his fiance's picture. Well, no, 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 no. The catastrophe happens on on the top deck. He's in he's in like the ballroom or whatever. Isn't that where the? Mm-mm, that's where oh. they that's where they they were fed the poison. If I'm not. Oh, mistaken. that's right. Okay. You're right. He's down in the ballroom, mm-hmm. and uh, he's because looking, he's on the he's on the piano drinking. Yeah, he's drinking he's, that fucked up champagne yep, or whatever. And he's looking at his fiance's picture, and I wrote, "Greer's fiance looks like a dude." Yeah, did she not look I like a dude? The same shit. I was like, Shante, Shante. Look, and I tried to blame it on like the picture being like folded or something. Yeah, me too. But, but no, nah. nah, we're in agreement on that. She looked totally mm-hmm. like a. Greer was like a queer... No, I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. So then uh, Epps is looking for Katie. She's like trying to find the cabin that she's in. Mm-hmm. And then she's walking down that hallway and they do that cool effect where all the doors start slamming. So then now... Um, it's Dodge... leading. It, it, it closes one way and then the, uh, the camera shoots the other way. Yeah, that it, was really well done. Then it goes to the one door that opens. And that's how she knew that's where she was going. Mm-hmm. So then we're back to Dodge and Munder. And they've opened up like a couple of cans of food. And rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, see who tries it. And so then Munder like tries it. And he's like, it's like beans. It's like a big right. can of beans, right? He's like, he's like, this is really good. And then so then Dodge grabs some and he eats. He's like, oh my God. So then they're, they're, they're like, oh, this shit's real good. You got to try some of this. And right. then they're, oh, they're opening everything, just shoveling food in their mouth. And this is when they're talking about what they're going to do with all their money. I'm gonna buy you a. He said, "I'm gonna buy you a bathtub." Yeah, you're gonna buy your bathtub and some soap, and then <laughs> fucking Munder says, "I'm gonna buy a lifetime of titty magazines and toilet paper." He's like, "No, you can't." He's like, "No, you can't one up me." He says, "It's so like fucking that. funny what people think, like what they're gonna do with money." Mm-hmm. A lifetime supply of titty magazines and toilet paper, which means Munder, had he lived, would have been great a couple months ago. Yeah, he'd have been totally fine because he, he had a lifetime supply of toilet paper. He would have known. You couldn't find any at the store. He, it was he, like look, foreshadowing, foreshadowing right? for he sure. He's like, you know, I want a lifetime supply of titty magazines, toilet paper, just in case there's some kind of virus or something. We can't go outside for mm-hmm. 14 days to six months, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm going to need that stuff. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, he looks over, and Dodge is eating, and he's like, hey, man, you got something on your face. And then he realizes Dodge's mouth is full of maggots, and he's like, eh. So then the face Munder makes is absolutely amazing. He's like... Uh, and, his, and he opens it and maggots just start falling out of his mouth because yeah. the food was really rotten and they were being glamored you know by the ship and they're like ah, they're freaking out and they're spitting out all the food and then um that i think was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie mm. when i first saw it so then uh epps is in katie's cabin and she's looking around and there's dolls and a chest full of dresses. Totally little girl stuff. So then 
she goes over and there's a closet door and there's all kinds of pictures on it. And she's looking at the drawn pictures. Well, then the door opens and Katie's rotted out nasty skeleton is hanging in the closet. So then Epps starts screaming, ah! So um, we realize we don't think Katie hung herself. So something bad happened to her and we'll find out later on. Um, so now uh, we go back to Greer. And he's down in that dining room area. Mm-hmm. And this is such a cool fucking scene. Um, it's all torn apart and derelict and everything. Mm-hmm. And it starts rebuilding itself from the ground up. Like all the tables start sitting up and the chandelier goes it's back on the ceiling. And it's like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden he's surrounded by people applying. people, and they're clapping for him. He's like, oh, I'm surrounded by white people. That's kind of weird. And, um, <laughs> So then we cut back to, oh, and then Francesca's there too, clapping. And he's mm. like, oh, there's that chick with the nice titties. Mm. Titty Tuesday. Right? Titty Tuesday. Mm. So then we're back to Murphy in the, uh, in the captain's, captain's quarters. quarters and mm. he's actually talking to the captain's ghost. Mm-hmm. And the captain's ghost is telling him what happened, um, but not the whole story yet. We'll get that here in a second. Mm-hmm. So then I put Greer surrounded by white guys and, uh, Francesca comes over and they start dancing and then she kisses him and he's like, Oh, and you know, and he goes be liking this. Or something. Yeah. Well, he goes, I know this isn't real. And he goes, mm-hmm. you can't really cheat on your fiance with a, with a Dead imaginary woman. woman or a ghost I'm, or what, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with this. Okay. So then we cut back to Epps and she takes Katie's, Katie's, necklace withered up body had a necklace hanging off it and she takes it off and it's a locket and she opens it up and it's a picture of katie's parents my first thought was damn that's what you do you just gonna just pillage her little body like right that? and that, that necklace might be worth some money she, you know in case bitch. that gold don't pan out bitch bitch like seriously that was my thought like damn old, so old, you, old grave digging bitch old grave digging <laughs> ass bitch like <laughs> but you gotta think you have this you have this little corpse hanging and the first thing you think of is, I'm going to take her necklace. Big boy was there, and he's like, crazy bitch. <laughs> Stinky ass bitch. You know what I'm talking about? Caroline. Yeah. Caroline. I know you like to think, y'all, shit don't stink. <laughs> Dumb ass bitch. Oh, ass bitch. <laughs> she needs a golden oh, calculator to divide. To divide. <laughs> oh, I love Outcast so much. When I was in graphic oh, design shit. school and I was in college, uh-huh. I was, uh, this is how long ago it was, I had a Discman oh, that shit. I would take to class and I would listen to the CDs. Oh, I so shit. then I had a, a stack of CDs right there. Well, the Outcast, I had the... Uh, Aquamini? Uh, Aquamini. Yeah. I think it was, Aquamini. no, it was the, it was the music, it was Speaker Box. Okay. Was the Love Below. Yeah. Speaker Box. <laughs> it was sitting on top of the stack of like four CDs mm-hmm. and... um the teacher came over. I can't remember what class it was, but she was trying to explain to me about designing something. She's like, like this CD right here. You know, you've got the outer book and blah, blah. And she opens it up. Well, that CD, you know, it's on that CD. Mm-hmm. It's a naked black woman mm-hmm. with like the fro and everything. Like, big, big boobs. And she opens the CD. She goes, oh my. <laughs> she closes. <laughs> she goes, let's just look at the front of the CD cover. <laughs> so yes, that one is, is, uh, Aquamanai or whatever. That was Aquamanai? Yeah, Aquamanai. That wasn't Speaker Box? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So, because that's the one where they're like pimps. They're sitting down uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. on the, 
like on the the front cover is black and they're like yes. uh, they're pimps. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, the the CDs like that. I like, just remember, I think the first track on that CD, the bass line was so funny. It was like... Because Speaker Box and Love Below oh, was the double disc. Because one was uh, Andre 3000, mm-hmm. the other one was Big Boy. Yeah, so that Speaker Box... You know, that CD actually went double diamond. That No freaking way. Double diamond. I have it over there. I yes. fucking... Lo- I thought it was Speaker Box because when that CD came out, I rocked it continuously mm-hmm. for like six months. That's all I listened Oh, man, it was so good. Anyway. She lives in my lap. Dude, that dude, his oh, mind... Oh, she oh lives in That dude's my mind, life. he doesn't work... Forever my fiancé. It doesn't work like everybody <laughs> else's, and it makes for some really good music. Yeah, he's dope. So anyway, so uh, Katie's talking to Epps mm-hmm. about missing her parents. Because she's like, look, she's like, no, open it, open it, because... Because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen them in so long. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Katie's now dead. Yep. And she's like missing her parents. She was going to meet them, and then she never made it. Obviously. So then we cut back to Greer. Well, she, wait. She tries to hand her the locket. Remember? Oh yeah, and the locket goes, goes through straight. her hand. And she's like, "Oh, I'll be damned! You are a you ghost. You are a ghost." Mm. Well, well, Jiminy fucking cricket. So then. uh I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> so then we come back to Greer and Francesca, and she's walking away, and she starts unzipping her dress. And she's, like, taking her dress off. And he's like, whoa, what's going on here? And he starts following her. Mm-hmm. So then we come back to Murphy, and that's when he's talking to the captain a little more at length, and the captain's showing him the log mm-hmm. and how they rescued another ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts showing him called pictures. Called the Lorelei. There we go. And he's showing him pictures, and he's like... It was sinking, and we had to take on... We took on some cargo, and there was only one survivor. The gold came off the Lorelei, mm-hmm. and there was only one survivor, and he shows him the picture, and... Um, we don't Murphy's know who it is like, yet. Murphy's like, what the hell? All of a sudden, he came, became Hank Hill. I don't know why. God damn it, Bobby. So then, we cut back to Greer, and now Francesca's totally taking her dress off, and what we see is... She got ghost titties, here's how you feel Turn the lights way down, your heart beat up She may be dead, but she's got the beat cup She's got a dope beat that's gonna make you dance But this ghost got you feeling it deep in your pants Ghost titties, those funky titties Ghost titties, bitties, those funky titties Oh my god Oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Oh I was not ready for that. I know. I oh couldn't wait God. to hit you with that. I put that together yesterday. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. It took a little bit of doing, too. Oh, shit. Because there were no karaoke tracks without the Beastie Boys on it, so I had to do some editing there. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. By far. Uh, the PS Resistance. Yes. I was, oh, I was, I've been waiting this entire episode just to hit you with Goes, that part. titties, titties. <laughs> Ghost titties, those funky titties. (laughs) So now we got some major ghost titties in this scene with Greer. Oh, shit. And he's like, titties! Titties! And he goes over to grab her, 
And, he takes uh, his shirt off. Oh yeah, he's taking his shirt off and going towards her. But then, and, he, before, and he's like unbuckling his pants. Yeah, he's, like, he's ready to go, this. man. So then they cut right back to Katie, telling Epps that they're all trapped, mm-hmm. and that there's a soul collector on board, and who ferries she, them across. Yeah, and she's like, "You got to leave this ship while you still can." Mm-hmm. So then, they cut to Murphy. And Murphy is running around looking for Epps because of what he saw in the picture, and he's freaked out. So then they cut back to Francesca and Greer, and now Greer's trying to grab her, and that's when she he goes right through her, which is why I think they showed the necklace going through the girl's hand mm-hmm. to show that the ghosts are not corporeal. So then Greer goes right through her and falls down the shaft he was looking down earlier, mm-hmm. and he's dead. And he didn't even get any ghost titties before he Mm-mm, died. No ghost pussy or nothing. Right? Ghost mm. titties, pitties, funky titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I played that for Ro like five times. I was like, I'm so goddamn proud of myself right, right. now. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, my God, you're stupid. <laughs> that was stuck in her head forever. Oh, uh, It is. It totally is. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> so then um, Murphy runs into Epps. Um, oh, first, I'm sorry. He's looking for Epps, but he runs into Santos. Mm-hmm. And Santos is all fucked up. And right. he's like, oh, you let me die, Murphy. What the fuck? Because blah, blah, blah. where he finds him at is where the pool is. By the pool with mm-hmm. all the bullet holes. So mm-hmm. then they start fighting and he gets away from him. So then when he runs into Epps, he, she's got a flashlight. And she's like, Murphy, what's going on? Well, he's seeing Santos with a knife. So he attacks her and then... She's trying to fight him off, and then Hero Jack, Ferryman, comes up behind him and hits him over the head and knocks him out. So what I don't get is... Yep, this is the part we were talking about the other day. Well, not well, not only that. Um, so, they show two ghosts. Stuff goes through them. Mm-hmm. But he's fighting with Santos. That's because I don't think Santos was a ghost. I think it was in his head. I so, think it was his head. So, like, on some Fight Club type shit? Like yes. Like, he's going to throw absolutely. yourself down the yes. stairs? Yes. Gotcha. Because when he saw Epps later, a few minutes later, it was, he thought it was Santos with a knife. Gotcha. And that's why he attacked him. Mm-hmm. But I think the first time, it was the shit playing with his head. Gotcha. So then, um, the next scene, I thought this was what you were going to say, mm-hmm. they're throwing him down that hatch. Because like, they were like, we're going to throw him in throws the... him down that hatch, and then they... Put gonna, the lid on it. They're like, we're going to throw him in the in the fish tank. Yeah. And they put the lid down. Yo, that was a far-ass drop. I know. Like, they could have killed him just by doing that, For I think. sure. And then they're like, uh, they can't find Greer. They mm-hmm. don't know where Greer's at. So they're looking around. So then Epps tells wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Before that. Before all of that in, in Katie's room still. She's like, he doesn't want me to tell you. He doesn't want me to tell oh, you. Oh, and she starts screaming. Because the. Uh, oh, and all that shit starts coming out of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I forgot it was, about that. Thank you. It almost reminds me of um, like how fucking I think uh, Silent Hill. Oh yeah, something, it's totally very Silent Hillish. It was something similar to that because yep. that's what it makes me think of. Right. I was like, oh shit, because she's like, he doesn't want me to tell you. He doesn't want me to tell you. Oh no, 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 right. no, no. And then that's when all everything else ensues. Right. So then Epps finally breaks down and tells them all about the little girl. Mm-hmm. And they're going, they're like, we got to fix this ship and, and get away from it as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. So then there's a big old scene with them underwater welding and putting stuff up and welding the whole shut, just kind of like they were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're uh, blowing shit up for some reason. And then they're pumping the water out 
from the compartment that they uh, I'm trying to think what did they up. What they did blew they... something out of the way. They blew a hatch up to get into where they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it was. I said yeah. blowing hatches and shit is what I wrote down. <laughs> so then um so dangerous. <clears throat> so then um they were pumping out the water from the under mm-hmm. where the water was collected so the ship wouldn't sink. And they're trying to clear some rocks they were talking about earlier that's mm-hmm. going to crash into these island with these rocks if they don't steer it away. If, if so we hit them again, we're you know we're sh- we're going. That's down. why the ship was in trouble in the first place. Mm-hmm. It hit those rocks and it was coming back around. So they're trying to clear those rocks. So then Epps is looking for Greer and she sees Katie again and then she finds Greer dead and she's like, oh fuck. So then. Um, one of the hoses gets clogged, mm-hmm. and then Munder and Dodge again do the rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors Rochambeau. And Munder loses again. He's like, every fucking time. So then he has to go down and see what's going on with the hose. Mm-hmm. So then um, Katie, this is where Katie goes. She turns into David Blaine, and she's like, I want to show you something. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The David, David Blaine thing. Blaine, so he was always walking stoic. I want to show you something. And then he'd make like some kind of fucking flower or something disappear. There's this great, if you guys want to look this up, there's some David Blaine videos on YouTube, but it's not David Blaine. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, he's torturing these two like gay dudes. Oh shit. He keeps coming up to him. Hey guys. Like, no, you get away from me, David Blaine. Cause he keeps doing fucked up shit to them. There's like (laughs) six different videos where he just keeps fucking them over every time he shows them magic. So finally like, you stay away from me, David Blaine. You're a time traveling demon because he's like, if just let me show you this trick, I'll give you a hundred bucks. All right. And then he looks at the guy. He's like, you could get that sweater. He's like, I know (laughs) he goes in their house and he's like, what's this? And like, it's a videotape of me when I was a baby. And he's like, let's put it in. And he puts the tape in, and there's like a video of the parents playing. And he's like, oh, that's me as a baby. He's like, oh, you were so cute. He's like, I know. So then David Blaine's like, watch this. And then on the video, in the videotape, it's all, oh, somebody's at the door, honey. And they go, and they open the door, and it's David Blaine. And he's like, <laughs> hi, here's $100. I owe it to your son. And they're like, what the fuck? Get out of my house, David Blaine. You're a time-traveling demon. It's so freaking funny. So anyway, I digress. So then um, Katie shows up, and then she's going to show. That's why I said this whole thing. I want to show you something. And she puts her hand on her head, right. and then the whole plot lays out. Right. And they're playing cool music behind it. We, we were talking about If I'm not mistaken. We were the soundtrack being badass. Right. So the whole plot was the gold came on board mm-hmm. and then there, the main maitre d' guy was in charge of all these other dudes with guns. He looked like a Russian or something. And they had killed all the cooks. And no, the sh- so, so what all happens the chefs is, were dead. No, no, no. So the chefs, they poisoned the soup or whatever, the food well, first. No, but they showed all the chef, the actual chefs lying oh, on the ground gotcha. dead. And the other guys were making the soup and they were pouring rat poison in it and poisoning everybody. So then they show the line again going across and killing everybody. And then armed men are like chasing down and killing whoever's left. And they've got everybody in the pool. Mm -hmm. And they're just mowing them down in the pool and killing everybody. So then Katie's running and they catch Katie and they show him hanging Katie in the closet. Well, they don't actually show it, but you know that's what happened. To be honest, I think in that moment, she's probably touched. That's just like my thought is two men 
drag a girl oh uh, i don't want to think that i, don't I think know that. but that i don't was, think that happened you don't think so no I, look i would i don't want to go it, i don't yeah i don't want to go there it, you don't want to go that dark i don't think that happened you don't think so because they didn't care about that they were cared about the gold they just wanted the gold i don't know i'm yeah. saying that's where my mind went and i'm like they oh. drug her straight to that closet and hung her up i think <laughs> you're like no i don't want to go there nope nope right, yeah. she was hung and that was it right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then um the guys are all in that hold with the cars and shit, mm-hmm. and they're getting the gold, and they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then one of their own, oh, but then Francesca walks in, and you're like, oh, she was part of this plot, too. And then she kind of winks at the one guy. He's got a machine gun, and he turns around, and he shoots all his own dudes, mm-hmm. and he kills them all. And then they're like, oh, and then they kiss like... Uh, they were co-conspirators, and she had talked him into turning on everybody so they could split the gold between just the two of them. Well, then she kills him. Mm-hmm. And then another guy comes in, and they start Phantom making out. Person walks in. And they show, and you finally get the big reveal. Who was it? Oh, I should have queued up John Cena right there. Damn, I missed an opportunity. Who was it? It's got to be a surprise. It's yeah. Damn, I I'm losing it on this one. Damn. I missed a lot of opportunities. Damn, it's because right. I was all wrapped up in the ghost titties. Uh-huh. I was so proud of that that I kind of <laughs> forgot about a bunch of other stuff. So then it's Jack Ferryman, right? In the past, it's mm-hmm. really crazy because he's there. And because then, and then it flashes back to yeah. well then well then he gets Francesca because then he the hook comes the flying hook. across. From out of nowhere and hooks her through the neck and like hangs her. So my the part that I always remember about this part, like her lip quivers. Yeah. It, it like it, it shakes and it's like because he's kind of laughing at her and she's hanging there like ah. right. And it's like damn. It's like Ugh. so then yeah so then she sees that it was Jack the whole time and then she's like oh shit so here's what I want to talk about they talked about him being we're gonna go a little long here that's okay. They talked about him being a soul collector. His name is Jack Ferryman. Mm -hmm. Talking about the ferryman that ferries you across. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So, wah, 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 wah. Um, Yeah. Because then. So then Epps, the first thing she wants to do is go get Murphy Mm because now she knows what's going on. When she gets to Murphy, the fucking tank is flooded and full of water and Murphy's dead. Mm-hmm. what the fuck this is the plot hole we really talked about because right. number one why did they put him in there mm-hmm. and number two how the fuck did he get full of water and my whole thing was like maybe that clogged hose flooded into the thing or whatever i don't know right but then they show murphy's got the picture in his hand and he lets it go and it's a picture of jack as if you didn't already know that's who it was so then munder's under the water trying to uh fix the clog and then Epps goes up and she's telling Dodge what's going on. She goes, Jack is behind this whole thing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I need to go find him and we're not going to let him out of her sight. And then he comes in. So, like, so anywho, like I was saying, I'm going to go uh, do whatever. You stay here with Jack and don't let him out of your sight. He's like, okay. She's like, for safety. So Stick then together. underwater, Munder gets pulled into the giant gears and dies, like, almost unceremoniously. Like, boom, boom, boom. And then. It's kind of cool because they show the water coming through the hose, and then it's just full of blood. <laughs> Blood's rushing so, through the hose. This was another part that I was like, "Bullshit!" This was like the only like really like little bullshit for me. His face is like at the bottom. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm queuing it up." Here you go. Here you go. Bullshit. 
Uh, excuse me. That so little, that was a little ghosty, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> that was the ghost of my dinner. Because I was like, "Damn, look at that! Like, really? Like, so everything else is chewed the shit up, you know right. what I'm saying? But his face, his is, face is right there, right there. Okay. They wanted to take his face mm-hmm. off. So then, uh, Stephanie Margolis Epps is up on the um, bridge, mm-hmm. and she's steering the thing, and she manages to clear the rocks because she gets the. She gets the udders, or what are they called? Udders? Rudders. Rudders, thank you. She gets the rudders going, and they clear the rocks, just barely. Mm-hmm. So then um, Jack's like, I'm going to go check on her. And Dodge's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. He's like, no, you're not. He goes, fucking pussy. And then Dodge gets mad, and he shoots Jack and kills him. But then they show no, him no, no. in there. He starts talking shit to him. That's what I was saying. Pussy. No, no, no. Because uh, he was like, you'll never be the kind I of think, man she wants. I think this is you know one of those... Um, this is where you see the the change because oh, up Jack. to because up to this point he's this pussy because then he knows that everybody knows and he doesn't mm-hmm. care anymore he's like and it's and and the pussy. the cool thing about it is his mannerism so his by his, his back whole is face turned. changes yeah. so it's it's that right I turn into like the the easiest way that I can describe it is have you ever seen you've seen uh, X Men First Class right yep so this is this is kind of cool because it shows. Um, character change uh-huh. so eric goes into the uh the submarine mm-hmm. as eric and he comes, he comes out, out as magneto exactly yeah it is almost that same That's thing like cool. yeah his back is turned he was jack right now he knows oh i'm you guys know that this is all my plot right. blah 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 you fucking dumbass she's never gonna love you yeah. and he starts fucking with him as yep. well because it's, I think it's ego driven and right. it's personally, you know, personally. He hit a little too close to home. Exactly. Just like uh, in one of the Scream movies where Jamie Kennedy is on the phone with the killer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you'll never be the leading man, will you? And Jamie Kennedy goes, fuck you. <laughs> like, he totally like pulled the, wrong, the right string, pushed the right button. Right. You know? So that's when Dodge shoots him. Mm-hmm. And then they show Jack Lee and they're like, he's supposed to be dead. And Dodge goes to walk away and Jack's eyes open. They cut. They're like, oh. Yeah. So then they cut to Epps. And she's setting explosives. She's going to sink the ship. Mm -hmm. She's done. She doesn't care if they make it out or whatever. She's like, we're going to have to take our chances. Fuck it. So then um, Dodge comes in and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to blow the ship. I'm going to sink it. And he's like, you can't do that. What are we going to do? And she's like, we're going to have to take our chances. He's like, you can't do that. And he's trying to talk her out of it. And then all of a sudden she realizes it's not Dodge because mm-hmm. she goes, "Why didn't he? Why didn't you ask me where Munder was?" Because she knew Munder was dead. Jack didn't. Or you I mean, already uh, Dodge knew. didn't. Mm-hmm. So then, he and was up to like, that up to that point, him and Munder have been like this. Yeah, they have right. been. So that shows you yeah. know just a little bit of character in it. So then he morphs from Dodge into Jack, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Dodge is dead." <laughs> So then um, he lays out the plan for her, mm-hmm. and I actually set up audio for this because I liked the way he said it, and I didn't think I was going to do justice to it um, about his plan and who he is. So here it is. Katie told you, didn't she? You see, souls without sin can't be marked. Makes them tough to control. But as long as I keep the boat afloat, we'll all go down together. What the fuck are you? I'm a salvager, just like you. You collect ships, I collect souls. And when I fill my quota, I send a boatload home. This will make management happy. You see, it's a job given to me after a lifetime of sin. 
So if I lose this ship, management won't be happy, which is not a good thing. I don't seem to be getting through to you. What I'm asking for is an exchange. This ship for your life. I want my crew back. Sorry. Once a passenger's marked their mind, then I guess it's over. So right there, um, he swings a pipe around and hits her in the head because mm -hmm. she's not taking the deal. So then he attacks her. And um, I think he picked this particular crew mm -hmm. because the ship had gotten into those rocks. No, no, he says and, that. And got the hole ripped in it. He says he that. He needed them to fix the ship. He knew that. No, no, because he says it. He says, you know, I picked you guys for a reason. He's like, I knew right. you guys could do it. By this time, yes, you know, so we could, so this boat could stay afloat, right? So she won't take the deal. So he hits her with the pipe, mm -hmm. and then he attacks her, and um, they're fighting, and she's got the harpoon gun still, and the detonator for the explosives C4. is right there, and this is kind of corny. She shoots the detonator with the harpoon, and it blows the ship. So then the ship is sinking, and you can see all the souls coming out. Oh, before that, he goes, it was a good shot. Because when she hit the harpoon, when she hit the controller, he goes, no! And then when it exploded, it totally blew him to bits. Like, that was a pretty cool scene. Because, like, shrapnel or whatever yes. hits him. And he literally blows to pieces. Mm -hmm. So then she's sinking with the ship, and then she can see all the souls leaving the ship. And they're going up the water towards the sky. You want to know? You want to know another thing? What's that? How the fuck didn't she die? Dude, she's a diver. She can probably hold her breath for a long time. No, no, no. I'm just saying, just from the explosion. Oh, uh, she got thrown into the water or something. You know. Yeah, of course. So then um, Katie shows up underwater, mm -hmm. and she leads Epps to the surface. Mm -hmm. So the ship sinks, and you can see all the souls. This is kind of cool. Right. The souls floating into the sky because they've been released. And then Epps grabs onto some debris, and she's floating around. And then... Um, Katie gets to go up too. Mm -hmm. So Katie's been released also. So that's a happy ending for her. <clears throat> so then now it's day and she's kind of floating and God knows how long it's been. It could have been a couple of days because she's all fucking sunburned and messed mm -hmm. up from floating around in the, in the sun right there. And then all of a sudden you hear the and there's a rescue ship. It's another cruise ship and it sees her and, and takes her aboard. So then they're back at the dock and the ship is docked, and they're taking her out, and they're putting her in an ambulance. And um, she's on a stretcher. And you see she's wearing Katie's locket. Mm -hmm. So then they put her in the ambulance, like, everything's going to be okay, ma'am. She looks out of the ambulance, and she sees the fucking crates of gold being loaded onto the ship that she just came off of. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bunch of guys taking them on board. And then the last guy to follow on is Jack. And he looks back over at her in the ambulance and she goes, no. And then they slam the ambulance door on there on her and they roll credits. So I've, I've always had to look at this. So the last guy right before Jack, I thought it was, it looks like, a, well, it looks like Greer and but it's, it's not, it's, it's not, not. But the last guy looks almost identical to uh, Dodge. Yes. Yes. Almost identical. When I first saw the movie, I had to watch it again when the video came out. Mm -hmm. But when I saw it in the theaters, in my You're head, like, hey, I remember it was the whole crew mm -hmm. loading up the things. Because the last two guys did look like Greer and Dodge. So I thought it was their the crew because mm -hmm. they were like the trapped souls now. 
but I, it, after seeing it so many times, though, we know it wasn't. I about to say when, like, but that would have been it, a cool thing for them to do. That would have been, um, and it's because remember he says once they're marked they're because his, he grabs because yeah. who, whose whose hand it was the chick when she was hanging off the yes, hook. He, he took he her pulled sleeve her off. glove off mm-hmm. and grabbed her hand and made the little uh, the little harpoon hook thing. Yeah, like the big hook that Maui had in mm-hmm. Moana. <laughs> That's the easiest way to put it. Away, it, away. It made that that. <laughs> Because he says once, you know, they're marked. But what it is, is um, I think the gold was actually cursed. Yes. And well, the gold was what attracted everyone. And mm-hmm. the gold was what turned everybody against each other. Mm-hmm. And the gold was the bait. Because mm-hmm. that's why he was laughing when they found the gold. Because it's all More about... suckers. Yeah, it's all about man's greed. The love of money. Is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And people always misquote that and say money, money is, is the root, root of all evil. evil. No, but it's, it's the, the love, love of money, money. Yes. is the root of all evil. And right. that's and that's exactly what it is. You know, it, it shows that people do pretty much anything for some money. Right. And and not only that, but history repeats itself. Yes, absolutely. Even if you know it's going to. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the movie. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? It's right under seven. It's a, it's, it's, and for as, because, you know, we talked about this on, I'll give it a seven for sure. So, um, we, you know, we, we always, you know, kind of shoot the shit before we record. Right. Um, I don't see how this movie gets such a bad rap. Yeah, I don't either. Because it is, it is a good movie. Um, there's a couple bullshit things. Yeah, that we but, discussed. But it's not it's not anything like too egregious to where it's like bullshit. There's no way that fucking happened. Dude, ever since you know, Bill uh, and Ted, you're loving egregious. No, well, I've always, <laughs> I've always. So the funny thing is, I heard Stephen A. Smith say it on, uh, you know, he was talking about somebody getting fouled egregiously. Uh huh. And I've always liked it. So especially when Most Bill and Ted, egregiously. When Bill and Ted, when we did it, I was like, oh, that's badass right, because. Right. Uh, Bill, uh, yeah, Bill S. Preston yeah. is supposed Esquire. to, uh, yeah, there we go, is uh, supposed to be this slacker, but he knows egregiously, and he yeah. uses it in, you know, in the right. Well, remember, they were only failing history. History, yes. They were following English whizzes. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I would give this movie a solid seven also, because mm-hmm. it's so much fucking fun. Right. It's a fun movie. It's got action. It's got violence. It's there's got a, and there's enough of it. There's enough yeah, that grabs the characters you. are likable. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually kind of sad that the characters are, are getting killed, mm-hmm. especially like Munder. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, like you didn't do anything to deserve this. Munder you know? down under. Munder down under. <laughs> from Munder. <laughs> they called him from Munder Munder. <laughs> but yeah, you actually like the characters. They did some good character. Um, you got to know the characters. Mm-hmm. You were invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was great. Yeah, like like even though it had been rewritten and everything else, you know. So to be honest, I don't I don't know if I would have liked the yeah, actual. I don't. It wouldn't have been the same movie. It the, been sh- fun. Like, the shining on shining on a boat. Yeah, like I'm on, on a, a boat, boat bitch. motherfucker on a boat. <laughs> See, I give it a solid seven. BBG meter. We got some BBG. This right. Time. So boobs. I'm gonna give it. A five. I give it a solid five. Yeah, you know. There were real, real quick glimpses, but mm-hmm. we got and ghost then, titties. You know, then she turns <laughs> around and then she got the granny face. I was like, oh shit! You know, right. I, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't. When yeah. after she killed, 
uh, Greer, Greer, when she turns around, she's like, all <laughs> like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, you killed Granny. Yeah, I'd still hit it. <laughs> you killed Granny. No. Right. What was that? Was that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Where he was like, you killed Granny. Uh, you wake up, Grandpa. That's House of a Thousand Corpses. But I think I know what you're talking about. I think somebody got hit with the fucking chainsaw or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. killed Granny. Like, Granny was right. fucking dead, dead. Um, oh, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's what I thought. She was already a corpse, though. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Right. But, um, yeah, we give it um, a six on the boobs. I would give it a solid... No, uh, no, no, I gave it a five. Oh, you gave it a five on I the boobs. Five. I give it a solid uh, six on the blood. Yeah. Because we got a lot of blood with the pool and the blood. I love the blood going through the, the hose. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And then the shit on the... <laughs> coming down off the ceiling. And then guts... I would give it a nice, uh, would you give it a, a nice four or five for that like opening the, scene? There was a lot of guts in that opening scene. I'm like, outside of that, yeah? Yeah? That Other suffice. Than that, there wasn't, but that opening scene with the blood and you guts know how they do. You know how they do those scenes? Perfect. Fucking, um, they get... Sausage. The, uh, well, it's that, like, like with all their intestines and stuff, they uh-huh. get like sausages and blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying with the actual people, those are like amputees. Those are people that oh, no shit. that have no torsos and stuff like that. Like that's their job. Damn. Yeah. So they get paid to. That's pretty cool. Be in that scene because they're half. And then they're people. All, I'm half the man I used to be. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the same thing. Like they they use those same people for, um, if I'm not mistaken, like military training. Somebody gets blown up. That person. No way. Yeah. Wow. That, that person's there. You know, like, you just fucking blew up Jack. So that just goes to show you guys, if you've got, like, that lame-ass brother or kid that's just a do-nothing layabout that doesn't have a job, I can't get a job, even the amputees have jobs. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. We have a job next week. We're going to be checking out this movie. bum 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 This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's a good question. That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been? And what it's brought back with it. This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? I have such wonderful things to 
to show you. Oh my god. It knows my secrets. <laughs> it knows my fears. Vacate, I want off this ship. You can't leave. She won't let you. it is event horizon i think that is a nice companion movie to ghost ship yeah because it is pretty much ghost ship in space yeah the similarities between these movies is uncanny eerie and i can't wait to cover this next week and compare and contrast ghost ship with event horizon right because they're so similar the plots are similar stuff that happens in the movie is eerily similar some of the deaths are similar there's a lot of shit to talk about so i'm very excited about that so join us next week for event horizon this is our last episode before we go into our halloween hoot nanny i'm very excited so uh yeah enjoy that enjoy some mud vein on the way out and uh, we hope you enjoyed your time with us this time. We hope to see you again next week. Until then, I am Jasperino, and on behalf of my co-host with the most, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado, we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. What, what? Yeah, 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 yeah.